last week on Lore Seekers. This is a very special episode, uh, not only for Elsewhere, but other reasons, and uh, I don't even cash, think Cash realizes why this day is so incredibly special. Uh-oh. But he'll find out later. But at the same time, the amount of work that has gone into something like this, and then to see it manifest into a masterpiece, and they nailed it again with Elsewhere, pretty cool. And I feel like for the first time, I am rediscovering this game. And it's just been a complete restart for me in so many ways. Eric, can you say that again? Radma Athra. Yeah. <laughs> Hail, traveler. Be wary in these lands, for the skies overhead darken the shadows of dragon's wings. The undercrofts overflow with the rise of the dead. There is danger afoot across the whole of elsewhere. Do you venture to brave these wilds? Then come inside, rest your well-traveled feet, and order up around. Share your tales with two of Tamriel's finest storytellers, here they are now. The law seekers, Jibs and Cash. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh. <laughs> what what? What? Just your face during that entire intro. What? Oh yeah. What what, what was wrong with my face? Did you have a flask of whiskey that you were drinking the entire way to this bar? Maybe. You don't need to know about it. I mean, you know, <laughs> what the heck is your visit? Oh, hi, dear. Ignore this jerk. What can I get you, right. boys? I don't even know. What are you ordering? What are you ordering? I'm going to piggyback. I'm flat out bourbon. I'm having bourbon today. All right, cool. Right on. Make make that two. Can we have make that two, please? Pretty please. Coming Thank right you, up. Right. Thank you. That's, that's fantastic. How you been, man? I'm good. It's been a good week, my friend. Yeah. I don't have bad weeks. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's been really, really good. Um, lots of ESO. Yeah. Spotty, but lots of ESO. I've had um, uh, a work kick in the nuts, mm. which I normally do. Yeah. But um, I got my necro to 50. You did? Today. Yeah. That's dirty talk. It's totally dirty talk. And you helped me, so much appreciated there. But I ended up, um, I finished the storyline yeah. with Elsewhere this week. Uh-huh. And um, no spoilers except for this. It's good. It's real good. They, they done good. Yeah, they did. With um, making you feel like you are making a major freaking difference. Yeah. Yeah. And making you feel like the feats that you are completing are epic. Yeah. So there's that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I hit 50 this week, and then actually I hit 50 today, and then um, I have that feeling right now like I have a level 50 character that is unoptimized, especially because we have dots coming on the show. Yeah, we do. Yeah. For, yeah. for all of you so hanging I out So I feel here. inadequate. Yeah. I feel rather inadequate right now with my level 50 dude with like level 40 <laughs> crafty <laughs> outfit gear on him right now. So I'm yeah. really looking forward to two things. One... Mm. 
um, finding the gear that I need, and two, um, the completion of this show so I can get back to it. So you can get back to it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, so everyone, uh, you know, we'll get there in a minute. We'll get there in a minute. But yeah, uh, it's been a good week, man. Um, finished. I forget if I finished <laughs> elsewhere the main story last week or, or in between last episode and today. But I'm pretty confident as of right now, I've 100%ed elsewhere as a chapter currently in its current state. Aside from some various achievements that I'm now going to be grinding for, like the the necropolis and then the uh, whatever that outfit is that you can pick up, and then the uh, an equina, yeah, and then yep. um, just I want to polish them all, you know, polish the zones off all the achievements before I move on. I think that's how I'm going to do this necro. So I'm going to do everything, all the quests that I possibly can find, and then I'm going to focus on the achievements. And then when I'm done with all that, then I'm out. Then I'm going to, you know, keep moving on. You know what I mean? I'm a hundred percent with you. And I think I'm, I'm relatively close. I think I'm like maybe six or seven quests off of getting that, um, elsewhere grand adventure achievement. And then that's it. I'm done pretty much with elsewhere. Right. Um, and then I'm ready to start the, what we talked about doing basically. Yeah. hundred percent. ESO pretty yeah. much is. We're going to be starting at the top, tippity top, and doing all the quests in chronological order, all the zones in chronological order, and DLCs in that order. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I, I'll just throw it out there: this is my forever class. I found it. Yeah, it, it, it works. I think it's it's probably the same way for Jibs and I. The way the class plays, the way the new Necromancer plays despite a few little issues here or there that are probably going to get fixed in bug fixes, but oh my god. Oh yeah, man. Is this a fun class? Yeah. It is, 100%. And you know, we talked about this, uh, I don't know, the last couple episodes, but you know, when you finally find your class, it's just this sense of just peace. Like, I can finally just ingest all that this game has to offer, and I know that I'm playing a class that truly resonates with me on more levels than ever before. And so I love it. Absolutely love it. But uh, anyway, well, friends, one and all, let's get things started. All right, so welcome. This is the Lore Seekers Podcast. We are your hosts. My name's Jordan Butts, or Jibs for short. And I'm joined by Mr. White Thunder... From way down under in SoCal, my good friend Cash. I have something else to say, so I'm just going to let that go. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Oh. I'm I'm pretty hyped for this episode because um, I ain't going to lie. I'm going to fanboy out. We have um, one of our friends coming onto the show today. We love and, having friends here. Yeah. And it's somebody that uh, I've been... I'm fanboying out a little bit because I've been watching him for a long time and figuring out builds yeah. and really like his style. Right. But uh, Dots Gaming is going to be with us a little bit later today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got a we got a jam-packed show. There is a lot, a lot of news. We got, we're talking all kinds of things. Uh, so if you missed last week's episode, we talked Artifacts and Cyrodiil. Second Impressions of Elsewhere, Dungeon Lore was back, and then we did an extended lore lesson on the Khajiit. 
and it, it was it was good. It was fun. If you missed last week's episode, go check that out. But this week on the show, this week, we're talking uh, Bethesda's E3 details. We're talking a brand new launch trailer, which you're going to hear later in the episode. Uh, we got a letter from Rich Lambert to the ESO community. Uh, Dots Game is going to join us later, learn more about Dots and the build process he goes through and how he kind of got started. And uh, we got a lore lesson on uh, what? We are do- This is actually uh, requested from one of our officers at Lore Seekers, the guild. Uh, never mm. requested a lore lesson on the diseases of Tamriel. Which, the diseases of Tamriel. Yeah, which is a little weird um, in its own right but yeah so anyway we're gonna talk <laughs> the diseases yeah of uh tamriel and i'll tell you what there is a metric crap ton really yeah we'll get there that's awesome fantastic yeah. well cool you ready you ready to get things started every day buddy every day here we go all right friends well uh yeah we got a we got a lot of stuff to talk about today, but before we do, first things first, if you want to get something for free and get it on us, there's really no strings at all, to be 100% honest. We want to give you something for free. Here's what you do. If you're into audiobooks, or maybe you're like, hey, I'm done with the show, now what do I do? Well, here's what you do. You can visit loreseekerspodcast.com. At the very tippity top of the page, you uh, click on free audiobook. It's going to take you to Audible. You sign up for the free 30-day free trial. And uh, you keep your service going, cancel, whatever you choose to do. You get one free audiobook and two free originals on us. We're big into audio stuff in general, hence the reason for a podcast. But there's all kinds of things you should check out over there. AudibleTrial.com forward slash LoreSeekers or LoreSeekersPodcast.com. All right, so, oh, by the way, I got a new studio. That happened. I'm glad you're mentioning that because I was going to have to interrupt you and say, uh, there's something new. There's something new. May sound a little different to you. We got a brand spanking new studio here. The Lore Seeker studio is done. At Jib's household, Cash is going to be polishing his off here soon. But you, you look like you just about like cried. Was that a, was that a, a deep- yeah, I got a little verklempt on that little- last sip. A little too much there, yeah. Yeah, it's strong. This yeah, one. You, you've been you've been going for a while, but anyway, yeah. We got a uh, we got brand new gear. We're ready to rock, and uh, so anyway, I hope you enjoy it. That's for sure. But anyway, uh, so first things first, we got the season of the dragon continues at E3 2019. Watch and earn a mount. This coming to us from ESO official now. Game director Matt, they're basically giving us E3 details. And, you know, this is kind of like a predictions section of this whole thing. Because we're going to be going over, typically, the E3 episodes in general are crazy. And just, uh, just there's stuff coming from every direction. So, digesting all that and getting it together, is it's a crazy episode in general. And so, we're going to be giving all our impressions next week. I know that they're going to be doing a brand new cinematic. But, um, anyway, game director Matt... Firor, I almost said Furrer. Uh, we'll I'm glad sh- you didn't. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Uh, Matt, <laughs> Matt Fyroar will take the stage and talk about the just released Elsewhere. 
chapter and uh, the ongoing season of the dragon and the existing adventures still to come in 2019. Um, so yeah, the the, the BE three it's on its way. We got a yeah. Are yeah. you going to leave one small little thing out? Uh, I I don't know what that is. <laughs> what am I forgetting? Cash is going to be there. Oh yeah. Live. At E3 to watch this thing. Yeah. And there you go. Comment. There you go. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, this is uh, E3 2019 is taking place in Los Angeles, and I am about 45 glorious minutes away from the traffic of LA. But anyway, I will be there uh, on June 9th. That's for, awesome. Yeah. For this event. Yeah, man. You're going to have a good time. So yeah, you're gonna get to see all this live. Look at you. You're gonna have to meet gonna, up with some fellow I'm seekers. I'm literally gonna get to hug people. Yeah. While I'm there. Lucky so, you. Yeah. Well, that's gonna be awesome. Yeah. I look forward. Send me pics. Pics or Hips didn't happen. Hips and hugs. Hips and hugs. Yeah. All right. So this is coming to us uh, Sunday, June 9th at 8:30 p.m. EST. Uh, you can watch this at Twitch.tv/slash Bethesda. And uh, you know, do you really have? You know, they put out that cinematic teaser. I don't know if you had a chance to see it yet. But, uh, spoiler alert, it looked like Remen was engulfed in flames. Like, what the F happened to Remen? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I can't give any spoilers, but I think by the end of the Elsewhere content, people can pretty much deduce what is going to happen to Remen. Yeah, I mean... Rimmon is trashed in this cinematic, and I'm like, this did not happen recently, you know, like, through our current playthrough, at least that I have seen, you know? Like, there was, they they gave us nothing as far as, hey, the there was no, the Rimmon's been destroyed. No, it was, it's been invaded by Euraxia, Tharn. They've yet right. to mention, you know, they never mention anything about that so to me this leads me to believe this is a future thing this leads me to believe this is going to take part with the rest of the season of the dragon you know yeah i mean well as as a year-long chapter with periodic releases of things that are going on um and then the way that elsewhere ends and no we obviously won't spoil it but the way that elsewhere ends you, it leaves it okay for this to happen. Yeah, it leaves it okay for the next trailer. It leaves it open. Yes, I didn't yeah. really want to say that it leaves it wide open, but um, the things that you do will um, exacerbate what is possibly going to happen in the next portion of the season of the dragon. Yeah, yeah, I agree. To me, this is going to take place later in the season of the dragon. Um, because heck, even as you're playing elsewhere and people are playing right now, like I, it, even mid questing, you never saw Remen invaded by dragons yet. It was always Araxia. It was always Tharn. Tharn this, Tharn that. She's got this. She's got that. She's got Zoom. Uh, she's got Foom. You know the Necromancer. Um, boom, boom. Yeah. Every time I saw his name, I was like, eh, Zoom. Boom, boom. <laughs> But uh so yeah, I look forward to seeing what this is gonna be about. So next week's episode is gonna be really, really cool. So if you watch the BE3 showcase and ESO presentation on Twitch Twitch. I said Twits. Twits too. Twits. Watch it on yeah. Twits. 
I don't even don't Google that. I feel like that'd be a bad thing to Google. Uh, you're <laughs> you're gonna earn the following. You're gonna get a cloud cinch leopard mount. You're also gonna get a five Ouroboros crown crates. And uh, to get those crown crates, make sure that you watch the stream while logged into your linked Twitch account. Your reward delivery starts the morning of June 10th and continues for several several hours after that. I'm gonna have now. To- figure out how i can do that from from the show floor yeah no kidding i have to do it on my phone hop in yeah hop into wi-fi or something on your phone yeah yep if you're on console you can earn rewards by logging into the game on sunday june 9th between 3 p.m est and 11 p.m est and killing a single monster you will receive your rewards by june 19th see they improved that from last year because last year like the window to kill something was during the workday. Like, that was not going to happen for anybody Eastern EST if they had a job. So but I love the fact they changed that. What do they consider a monster? Can I kill a... Stuga? Mm-hmm. Would she count as a monster? I mean, she's a monster in my book. I mean, because I'm asking. Do you know how long I've been looking for you? Oh, my God. I I would I personally want to kill you her. You said way just to use that, didn't you? I did. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Keep moving. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Who are you even? Keep moving. Who are you? Uh, but uh, so anyway, um, after the BE three showcase, though, there's going to be all kinds of stuff happening. Zoss will be on the E three show floor from Tuesday, June eleventh through Thursday, June thirteenth. And uh, they'll be located in the Bethesda section in the South Hall of the Los Angeles Convention Center. Buy the food. That is, buy the food. Because we like to eat. And uh, you can come play ESO, chat with developers, and meet members from the community team. Now, during the event, Zoss will be giving away the following. Elsewhere-themed coins. Oh, my gosh. I want so bad. Moon sugar drinks and codes for the hot-blooded Phantom Guar pet. Note these items are available only while supplies last, so don't wait. Now I'm imagining that's for people that are there. Hey, yep. I need you. <laughs> I need you to hey, yep. pull some strings and and smuggle an extra yeah. coin. That's. I love the fact that they have the moon sugar drinks there, which I don't know if you guys remember, but for the release of Fallout Four. It was a very hard-to-find Nuka-Cola drink yeah. that was out and about. This is actually a true story. Um, they had it available at certain Targets or Target. I remember that, yeah. My wife went out and found me every single one that was available. Wow. And I think, yeah, I think I had like five or six Nuka-Colas. It's pretty cool. Did you save uh, one for memory's sake? Oh, yeah, I have several. I have oh. five or six. <laughs> oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, but um, I, know I would imagine that's what the moon sugar drinks are, are going to be similar to that. Hopefully. That's awesome. Yeah. Yep. And then the hot-blooded Bantam Guar. Hi. Tales right? of Tamriel. I love that one. Oh, absolutely. We know yep. we will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So anyway, there's that. And by the way, we'll have all this linked over at lordseekerspodcast.com at the... Uh, episode page so you can look for all that stuff there but um so yeah you know with there was a new gameplay launch trailer that launched you're gonna hear it later in the show 
Uh, but uh, it was good. It was fantastic. It was uh, narrated by um, Sai Sahan from the main quest line. In case you didn't know who he was. Yeah, I was like, I think everybody knows who he is. Well, you know, some people don't. So, we, you know, you just got to cover your tracks. You just got to play the game. You just got you just gotta do the main quest. <laughs> Don't right there. speed level by going to Alakir Desert and running around dolmens. Do the quests. Do the quest. But uh, so anyway, you know, along with that launch trailer, we're not going to spoil anything for for you for that. You're going to hear it later. But uh, anyway, it was good, very good. <laughs> it was good. Uh, so yeah. That being said, elsewhere is here. This is a letter from ESO's creative director. This is at ESOofficial.com. Now, we're just going to mention this, and then you can check it all out. But uh, Rich said, quote, With Elsewhere, the team created an incredible world filled with equally incredible stories and memorable characters. This chapter also brings a brand new class in the Necromancer, which is something you have all been asking for since beta. On top of all that, dragons have come to ESO which finally brings one of the most iconic Elder Scrolls monsters to our game. The team did a remarkable job with the dragons. Whether it be with the way they move, fight, or communicate, they are truly a special, they're truly special and not something you'll soon forget, end quote. Now, he talk, continued to talk about you know, the things that his team had accomplished, and it was awesome, but also he mentioned the ESO fam and thanked the ESO fam. You can go check this out over at ElderScrollsOnline.com. And man, you know, he couldn't be more right about the dragons, the way that those were designed, the way that they feel. Uh, fight them. Uh, I mean, they look at you when you show up. I find that to be the most disconcerting, like the most horrible feeling when their heads just go it, and they're staring right at you. Yeah, it literally extracts part of your soul. Yeah. I mean, if you want to feel this big, walk up to it to be the first person when that dragon lands. Oh, yeah. And go anywhere near it and watch it swing its head and then stare at you. Yeah. <laughs> so um, as part of the uh, Sunspire trial that we've been running in Lore Seekers Guild, mm-hmm. the tank, sometimes, you know, part of the mechanics, the tank will split. The tank goes to one side yeah. And then the rest of the group goes to, you know, basically the aft end, not the business end. They go to the aft end of the dragon for the fight. Right. So as we're getting set up and, you know, the, the trial leaders explaining the fight, the tank kind of runs over, stays out of aggro range, but goes, you know, to the opposite side. And he's all by himself or she's all by herself. And the dragon will swing its head and just stare at the tank. Yeah, <laughs> I remember the tank in our trial saying, "Can we get this started already? Because this thing's staring at me. It's a little bit unnerving. <laughs> it is. It is and so I'm, incredibly unnerving. Whoa! And I'm watching it, and this thing is literally staring at our tank, just like, bitch, come and get it. Come and get <laughs> yourself, like, okay. Oh my god! Yeah. Thank God I'm at the butt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Like, right? It it's uh, it it's incredibly unnerving. Like, I just well, I I think I go back to when we first watched, when we first came upon a dragon. You and me, you and I both, and uh, elsewhere, 
and I remember just checking out the dragon the way he looked. And then I realized as I followed his neck all the way down, I realized his head was turned right at me and staring at me the entire time I've been checking this guy out. I'm like, oh. Right. Um, oh, God. <laughs> yep. You're literally so. looking at it and going, sweet Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is happening to you? Me? Have, I don't even want to know what else you've got, but on that, oh my gosh. I ain't even going to tell you. I'm just going to pop them out. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> All right. So anyway, you can check out that article from Rich. It's a really, really awesome, very nice letter. Go check it out, elderscrollsonline.com. So uh, Crown Store Showcase for June 2019. Now, this is the first Crown Store Showcase ever for elsewhere and so you know what we're gonna do is we're just gonna go through this tippity top top to bottom okay and uh we're just gonna take our sweet time look over some things all of you here in twitch chat we're gonna follow along here we're gonna have a good time we have a few poignant points to make do you want to do you want to get it off your chest what they added (laughs) or do you want to wait i don't want to act like (laughs) something i said Again, sparked something that's happened at Zoss. Or something that we've said. But I cannot help the fact that I put basically a call to arms out about getting a naked Khajiit mm-hmm. as a pet. Yeah. Guess is what's that, coming out. Is that not the cutest thing ever? Dude. Literally, when you texted me about that with the link, like, uh, I can't believe this. And I looked at it. I flipped. I like, I had a kitten of my own. And, oh my God, I'm going to get super sentimental. That Sphinx cat. Because I, if you don't know already, I have four Sphinx cats in my household that I am just in love with. I absolutely love my pets. They're amazing pets. Right. So this particular Sphinx that is going to be available in ESO looks like my fifth Sphinx that we had that passed about two years ago. Oh my gosh, Levi or Leroy? No, 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 no. Leroy's still alive. Don't don't condemn him okay. <laughs> to death. <laughs> uh, Cooter, my oh. cat, my cat Cooter who passed like two years ago. Yes, looks just like that pet. So I'm like. I'm verklempt. Tell me I'm you're naming him. Tell me you're naming him Cooter. Of course. It's going to be Cooter. You know, so anyway, the, it's so funny um, you say that. The moment that I saw that pet, I texted you and thinking that I'm like, uh, I wonder if he's going to name him the, the his combat pet after, you know, the cat yeah. that he had that passed. I remember when that happened. I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is so like, hits you in the feels. Dude, and I even, like, totally nerdy texted it to my wife immediately, this picture, like, look what's coming to the to my game. Yeah. And she's like, that is, that's Cooter. And I'm like, that's him. So, yeah, anyway. So, I don't know if any of my comments had anything to do with this, but I'm blown away that Sphinx Cats are coming to ESO, and I'm just, I'm going to leave it right there. I'm so freaking stoked. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I'm happy yep. for you. I was so stoked. Ugh. Yeah. I remember I was texting you, and I was like, I'm so happy. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm so happy. 
I'm but, in a glass uh, case of emotion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice pull. All right. So anyway, we've got all kinds of stuff that's going on. First things first, though, we've got the exclusive free items. Now, if you are an ES, if you don't know what that is, basically all ESO Plus members have access to a monthly selection of exclusive deals and items. You can find more information about them in the, in, uh, the article that they link there. And we'll, again, I'll, we'll have it all linked over at uh, the episode page. So, uh, anyway, what? What's wrong? What are you, what are you doing? What are you? <laughs> I can't read what? chat. I cannot read chat and do the show. Don't let them break you. Don't let them break you. Stay strong. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so exclusive free items. First up, we've got Suthe Nimble Bishop Statuette. This is really cool. So it's, you know, a break from the Daedric statues. Daedric statues. But, uh, yeah, it's a miniature statue. Yeah. Moon Bishop first dog. It's awesome. I have one super stupid complaint. I love her. I'm going to yeah. so display her. Uh-huh. Um, I loved the Khajiit that had, like, that crouching tiger hidden dragon. Yeah. Yeah, he's stance. in my house. That yeah. was my... Wait, what? Yeah, Did he's you buy a, that? Yeah, I bought it. I bought everything. Dude, I love that one. So I guess I'll just have to buy the bigger version. But um, when you travel through elsewhere, if you have not already done so, pay attention to the architecture and all of the little things that are there, such as the statues. I mean, you're you're going to come to an area that just looks indescript, non nondescript. And then you go through these viney things, you know, you're doing this with your character and you go through and you come to this ancient ruin with statues such as this miniature statue of Suthe First Stock Moon Bishop. It's mm -hmm. amazing yeah. what you're going to discover. So take the time to look. Oh yeah, agreed, hundred percent. It's a, it's really awesome. I was like, I, the more this goes on, the more that I find myself really appreciating appreciating the statues. Right. Uh, I just like putting them in random places in my house. It's almost like a finder's, you know, like a like a what do they call those? A uh, scavenger hunt, scavenger hunt for statues. I like. But it. so uh, yeah, we've also got exclusive deals going on: twenty percent off dragon scale crown crates, and you know what that means. New seasons are coming. That means there's a YouTube video coming out of me opening at least 60 of them. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's going to happen. A lot of money will be spent. Yeah. A lot of money. So, yeah, we'll I would. I, oh, okay, cool. I'm kind of excited now. I want to watch this. Um, so, yeah, 15 uh, crate dragon scale crown crate bundle is now 20% off for all ESO Plus members on oh, all platforms. What? I'm not buying the dragon scale ones. I, I've had my fill of the dragon scale. Yeah. I'm not, like, look at this. I'm like, wait a minute. Dragon scale? I'm not buying that crap. You're going to hold off? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm buying the elsewhere ones. <laughs> yeah. So all that stuff I just said, it's strong. Yeah. Okay. Well, way to give me a false hope. Yeah. I don't need dragon scale ones. I've already okay. tried those. <laughs> I need the new ones. All right. So anyway, for costumes, we've got the Hakoshe uh, festival costume. It says, quote, enjoy Hakusha's Proving Festival or any celebration in style with this stunning ensemble brought back to life by Mag... Was it Magnate? Yeah. Uh, Fienna Dirac. So, 
Very fun quest line there. I'm not going to spoil anything else. But anyway, get the costume they're wearing. If you've seen them in elsewhere, if you haven't, go check it out. Uh, for crafting, we've got the crafting and uh, Inequina crafting motif. That's there. We got the crafting motif of Pelotine. Now, this brings some interesting things because there's a lot of Easter eggs that, in elsewhere that I've seen. Uh, one of those being the fact that stuff is specifically written as northern elsewhere. Yeah. Kind of makes you wonder. Season of the Dragon. Are we going to southern elsewhere? And then you see this because it says, quote, Pelotine, the southern region of elsewhere, has long created its own style for everything from grooming devices to armor. Now you can use those motifs to learn the Pelotine crafting style. Yeah, so one of the things that we're going to be talking about when we talk about the diseases of Tamriel, trust me, it'll all make sense. Elsewhere used to be 16 different sections that yeah. all work together symbiotically, right? Yep, yep. Well, because of a certain disease, which we will cover, those 16 different sections of Elsewhere were whittled down to two. The northern section of Elsewhere, which is an equina, mm -hmm. and the southern section of El Elsewhere, which is Pelotine. Right. We will talk about that in depth in a I few I love minutes. the Pelotine armor, man. I want that yeah. so bad. Right. That's it's really pretty sinister looking. Yeah, it really... Uh, I don't know if they're showing off the light versions there or it looks like the armor yeah the headpieces but uh it almost looks like a mummified khajiit if a mum if a khajiit was wrapped up and then it had some kind of armor placed on top of it where you could see the wrappings underneath it's kind of what i'm seeing here so pretty it's scary cool. it's a little yeah. scary a little bit yeah. yeah pucker up when i see that i mean if yeah, that was standing over my bed you're a pansy yeah oh well, yeah that's a known fact uh, so anyway, next we've got the mercenary crafting motif. This is coming back as well. You can look for this around June 20th. For those of you who uh, have been wanting to pick that up for a while, check it out. That looks really, really cool. Um, outfit styles. we got a brand spanking new Elder Scrolls artifact. The Spear of Bitter Mercy says, quote, This includes a staff outfit style replicating the mysterious and lore-heavy Spear of Bitter Mercy Elder Scrolls artifact. This outfit style is not diable. Is that a deal what? breaker for you for these artifacts? It's not diable? Yeah. I mean, only if it's like, I don't know, some off color like pink that I probably would never put on any of my male characters. Yeah, but no. If it's a weapon, yeah. no. Well, these are weapons. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. If it's armor, yeah. I probably See, won't buy it if it's armor that's non-diable. Yeah. See, for me, like, I'm kind of, like, back and forth on it. Like, there's a part of me that I want this just for, you know, because we're mostly Magicka whenever you or I play. I, uh... But there's another part of me that feels like I can't make it my own within a certain extent. Like, I get it's an artifact, so they're showing it, you know, verbatim what it looks like, which I love. They're being true to it. But also, I find myself, like, wanting to put just a little bit of, you know, stamp of my personality into it. You know? Pink. So, 
And so I think I'd, I'm probably going to pass on that. Pink. Pink? Yeah, that's your stamp. You're a jerk. All right, so next we got Lord Warden Arms, <laughs> arms Pack. <laughs> it says, quote, Have you vanquished Lord Warden's Dusk? And do you wish to remember this victory each and every time you fight another foe? Well, now you can. You can alter your weapon's appearance to match the Undaunted Lord Warden Awards. Now, these look really cool. Um, the staff. Yeah. These are in-game right now. Basically, they look, uh, well, like the Lord Warden, so he looks kind of uh, very Daedric looking. The Lord They're... Warden! Yeah, that one. And... <laughs> The blessing. <laughs> but, uh, Sweet Jesus. <laughs> the blessing. Oh, he's got that one, too. Oh, man. That is not good. Old Grace died over 40 years ago. <laughs> oh, my favorite part. I pledge allegiance to Seven the flag. <laughs> Keep going. We have a show. Oh, all right. Uh, so, anyway, Lord Warden, it looks awesome. It kind of has this... Uh, very undead look to it with uh, purple hues, uh, glows coming off of it. Looks really, really cool. If you're into that, well, this may be right up your alley. I so, love anyway. it when you say that. So it's what? really cool. If you're into that, buy it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I guess I'm kind of con- contradicting myself whenever I say it, aren't I? Well, you know, you're not going to buy it. There's very few <laughs> things that we're like... Uh, I won't buy it. I won't buy it. We're going to get to a couple of them. Yeah, we are. Be so uh, any, anyway, the Lord Warden's pack will be available on all platforms for a limited time from June 5th to July 3rd at 10 a.m. EST. By the way, just like all the times before, during the same time period, the Lord Warden mask style page will have a chance to drop from the final boss in the veteran Imperial City Sewers dungeon and... The Lord Warden's shoulder style page will have a chance to, to drop from Urgolarg Chief Bane's Undaunted Chest. That's and a mouthful. That. Yeah, right? Uh, so anyway, for DLC, we got the Somerset DLC. Uh, that is there. It's available in the Crown Store for all platforms starting on June 4th. So that means it's already there. Go take part. Uh, then possibly the furnishing pack of all furnishing packs, if you're an Elsewhere fan is the Moon Bishop's Sanctuary Furnishing Pack. It says, quote, Display your reverence for the moons with this assortment of clerical elsewhere furnishings, luxurious tapestries, tasteful furniture, and even a large Suthe Moon Bishop statue. And target Dromothra will make your home the envy of Kajidi adepts everywhere. This is going to be available on all platforms from June 13th to the 17th. Buddy, dude, and uh, talk a little bit about some of the stuff that you got for your own house, like the uh, the moon gate. Yeah, yeah, I got uh, I picked up just about everything you could pick up. Um, aside from, I think I'm going to get the rest after the achievements are done. Um, but uh, so yeah, I picked up the moon gate from the trial, the the uh, Sunspire trial, or no, 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 the I picked up the the gate from the Sunspire trial, which is the two dragons, right. I picked up the Moon Gate in general. Um, what's the second one's name? Is, is that the one that's on the floor, or is that the the Moon? Um, there's one that's on the floor that glows. I picked that one up. Yeah. And the actual gate, I picked that up, which is huge. Yeah, and it's awesome. 
when it's activated, yeah. that thing is awesome looking. Yeah, it was so large, I had to move it to another section of the home. Yeah. But uh, so anyway, a lot of cool furnishings. I picked up the, uh, what else was it? Um, the Wrathstone. But yeah, so this furnishing pack really pretty much embodies everything you see in elsewhere. It's a lot of assets that are pulled from the zone as you're running through. My favorite, though, to be honest with you, and I didn't even know this was in there until I read it just now. The Dromothra. That's really, really cool. Say it again. The Dromothra what? The Dromothra... Um, what is it? The te fight dummy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So one Target on the right dummy. in this picture. Yeah. 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 No, he's so awesome. So anyway, that'd be cool just to have in your home, just to have, you know? Yep. Make him your bartender. Make him a bartender. <laughs> yep. What do you want? Cold glass of death. You open in a tab. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So anyway, also the Intrepid Gourmet Furnishing Pack will be available. Uh, basically, if you're into cooking, yeah, it's a cart full of meat. And there's a campfire, it looks like. so. And a costume. Awesome. That's the probably the biggest part. There's a costume with that? Yes, this pack contains a costume, three emotes, and recipes in addition to culinary-themed furnishings. Wow. Yes, in. In. If you're a yeah. cook, yeah, that is a perfect thing for your crafter. If you have just a crafting character, drop that on them. Like right now on my crafting character, I have my blacksmith's outfit from, I don't even know where I got that thing from months ago. Yeah, right. And I have, I got that on him. So now I can have a, uh, I don't know. Some type of chef. I think it, you could also chef? make use of that if you wanted to make someone who looked like as just as a, a crafter in general. You could dye that apron, you know, kind of similar to your crafter that you've got with the Dwar the Dwemer uh, eye goggles. Yes, I have the Dwemer eye goggles and the blacksmith's basically smock on him. Yeah. He looks pretty cool. It's like you know, every time I go to him, I'm like, okay, that's my crafter. I, I think it's probably the coolest crafter I've ever seen, to be honest. Well, I love you're welcome. I well, love you. your I love that guy. He looks really cool. Uh for mounts, we got the Elder Dragon Hunter Horse. Elder Dragon, you're coming in contact a lot and elsewhere. Uh this will be available in the Crown Store on all platforms starting on June twenty seventh, which is my birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh and again, we talked earlier, but we've got the pets. We got the Sphinx Lynx Hairless Kitty. Yep. This is coming. It says, quote, the discovery of this lynx created waves in noble circles when certain of their number realized they could have a feline around without succumbing to fur-based allergies. Now you see them everywhere, end quote. This will, the uh, Sphinx Lynx pet will be available on all platforms uh, from June 13th through the 17th. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be a long four days, buddy. Yeah. Next, we got the Elder Dragon Hunter Wolf Pup. I love the way he looks. He's cute. I like the little dragon. Not as good as the Sphinx. Around. Yeah, I like the Sphinx better. Uh, for upgrades, we've got... Ooh, buddy. I just yeah. want to preface this by a good friend of mine named Cash surprised me with a gift of both of these. And it was totally unexpected and amazing. And it was awesome. And we'll get into why in a second. We've got two new assistants. Izabi the Banker, who's an Alfique. And Faziz, or Fazez, the merchant, who's also an Alfique. Yeah. You can freaking take assistants that are Alfique with you and not only 
double use you know use them as a non-combat pet but also something you can interact with you can take elsewhere with you now holy crap yeah and it's available right now you can have an alfeek following you all the time and let me tell you what they are so amazing i got uh, i was talking to the merchant today the merchant uh, assistant and he's like I love the way he talks. He almost sounds like, uh, what was his name? Abib from Simpsons? The gas station attendant? Oh, my God. <laughs> How long for burrito? Two minutes. <laughs> that guy? That's, yeah. Yep. He, it sounds like a higher-pitched version of him. <laughs> and uh, he's like, uh, Alfie, have, have words if you have coin. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, he actually says that. Yep. So they are so worth it if you do not already have or if you do already have. Hi, yeah. Or if you do already have uh, your assistance, they're so worth it. Agreed. These they're, they're awesome. Chat says it's a poo. I'm sorry. Yeah, a poo. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, seriously, they're worth just having because you, you, I feel like now I can have a piece of elsewhere with me wherever I go. And I love that. It's really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, next, we got Sky Shard Unlocks. Uh, then we got the Any Race any alliance bundle um this has already been available uh to pc but this will be available now to console on june 4th and then the somerset collectors pack this is coming to us uh on june 4th as well for all platforms home furnishing sale coming up on june 4th uh all gallery furnishings will be on sale and then on june 18th all lighting furnishings will be on sale i know one person will be interested in that yeah, and that, my friends, is your Crown Store Showcase. There's a lot of things going on in the store of the Crown. There's so many things coming. So many things. Yeah. You know what else is coming? A lore lesson. A lore lesson. <laughs> and before that, we got Dots. You ready? Ready to yeah. give Dots a call? I'm re- well, dots. we've been keeping him waiting, poor guy. He's like, God, these guys are long-winded. Oh, my God. Yeah. Here we go. All right. Let's get a hold of Dots.
Dots. Hey. Welcome, my friend. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, we're, we are, we're very, very happy to have you into our little debacle here. And um, we got we have a few reasons <laughs> why. <laughs> Welcome. So, you know, Jibs and I have, um, I, I guess at this point, we can consider ourselves experienced players with ESO. Um, but for a long time, we kind of did the same thing that a lot of players out there have done. And that's just kind of waffle around the game a little bit and try and figure it out on right. our own. And then before we know it, you know, we're like, okay, this game is amazing. And then yeah. we're both doing a show on the game. So now we're like, oh, crap. We we got to, like, know what we're doing now. <laughs> so so yeah, here yeah. comes the researching of builds. And here comes, you know, us trying to truly learn the ins and outs of the game so we can present it to our listeners. Mm-hmm. And that's where Dots Gaming comes in. Hey. <laughs> so um, you are, man, you're really, for content creation, you're like our first pick because uh, Thanks, I think. Man. Appreciate that. Yeah. Like so many of our builds are your creation. And we wanted to have you on to just kind of find out about who you are. And we want our folks to know who you are. If they don't know who you are, we want them going to your site and checking out your stuff because Jibs and I feel that your stuff is just full oh yeah man you're thanks guys appreciate it a lot really i think of a build i'm like i want to go to dots what's he got that's where we go yeah 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 so we just want to have an organic talk with you and you know we have this list of questions that we told you we were going to ask you and we just really want this to be a conversation with you so cool Um, sounds good one of the first things that we did was you know besides looking at your build was I found a video that you had on your YouTube channel and the video is entitled finding your passion. Oh yeah. That was, and that was, video was, was labor. I love that one. I was enthralled for the entire video. Cause I'm like, okay, this guy is pouring his heart out on the video. Oh, yeah. So for sure. We just talk to us a little bit about your journey into becoming a content creator for you. So it's, it's definitely been a long one. I never actually would have expected that I would have ended up, on uh on eso back where i back when i started it uh so this is definitely probably gonna be my longest answer when i remember when you guys sent me the questions i was looking at i was like oof this this is gonna be a long one (laughs) but i start so i started youtube actually all the way back in 2014 i've been doing this for a while um and i saw a video from like my favorite wow youtuber at the time and he talked about how much you know youtube and twitch you know really affected his life and you know i've always had an interest in gaming um, you know, YouTube and websites and stuff. I actually did GIMP tutorials. If you guys know what GIMP is, it's like free Photoshop. Oh, oh yeah, I did, I did GIMP tutorials when I was like 10. And like YouTube first came out and like you, you rated videos on stars. There wasn't even thumbs up or thumbs down. Like I created my first gaming website when I was 12. I made a forum. So I've always had an interest in this type of stuff basically like my whole life. Right. Um, but without like refreshing the whole, uh, you know, without rehashing like my whole video that I did, uh, the TLDR is that like at that point in my life, I was doing like a lot of soul searching at the time. Um, some, uh, the sophomore year of my college career was was a rough one. And so I was like kind of like looking to fill some like voids that I felt like in my life, you know, because I felt like at the time all I was doing was going for engineering school. Uh, I was working and I was working out and that was pretty much it. So when I saw the video from from that guy, it really struck a chord with me. 
And I was like, oh, this is this is something I feel like I could really sink my teeth into. So I started by making uh, Warlock PvP videos for a while. Mm -hmm. And I went yes. under the alias of Dots because they used a lot of Dot damage. Ah, uh, there um, it is. Okay. Hey. And I never expected it to turn into anything big. It's not like I was like, all right, full-time YouTube. No, I just did it because I thought it would be really fun and, and that I, it would make me happy. That's why I wanted, you know, that's why I started doing it. Right. And so I made videos that summer. Until, you know, the junior year started back up and then I got slammed with schoolwork. And so I stopped making content because I was too busy with school. I ended up, you know, taking a break from WoW and, you know, I figured to quit WoW. Not really have the time to make videos. So I was like, you know, gave it a try for a couple months and, you know, didn't didn't really work. It, it You know, it's whatever. But then I met actually I met my fiance, the the girl who became my fiance. I met her my second semester of junior year and I was talking to her about the YouTube stuff. Mm -hmm. And she encouraged me to try it again because she could clearly see when I was talking about it that I was, you know, you could tell when someone is talking about something that they're really passionate about, you know what I'm saying? Agreed. Oh, and yeah. so when I was talking about it, she could clearly see. And so she told me, you should try it again. And so Keeper. she was actually, yeah, exactly. She was That's actually the one who encouraged me to do it. And that kind of like reignited. I was like, hey, I'm going to do this again. And so I started making videos again the summer in between my junior and senior year. And grew to like you know maybe 500 YouTube subscribers. Got partnered with uh, Curse, so I started you know making a little bit of money from the videos. Um, and then in between, like the summer or excuse me now, the winter of 2015 into 2016, I tried ESO for the first time. I was only doing WoW stuff on YouTube, and I tried ESO for the first time. And I played it a bit, but I wasn't like in love with it. Like I was like, eh, it's all right, but. I wasn't like, crazy about it, but I struggled a lot. We were talking about this earlier. I struggled a lot because ESO just kind of goes, have fun. You know, you don't, you don't really, you're like, I know how to light attack and that I have skills. <laughs> yeah, and right. that's it. Right. You know, you don't really learn very much because um, the game's so deep and complex. It would be hard to, to jam all that into a tutorial. Sure. So um, I tried looking up beginner stuff on YouTube and the internet. I couldn't find anything. I literally found very little stuff it was all very fragmented most of it was out of date right so i was like hey i'm not making any videos and you know it's kind of like filler content on my channel at that point so i was like let me make a guide on the basics of eso so the first 45 minute complete beginner guide i think it was like level 30 <laughs> so i <laughs> right made on. i made a guide on just anything that i learned at that point and put it into a video and kind of let that go onto the internet and was just basically you know playing like you know other games and random games until legion came out in mm -hmm. like the end of 2016 but that eso video just gained views over the course of the year and gained views over the course of the year so once i graduated college though uh i went was like you know what it's time to start going hard with my youtube channel and everything mm -hmm. so i started busting my butt trying to gain rating and wow um for pvp because i did arena you know i finally started to take it really seriously and i got pretty decently rated and my YouTube channel started to grow a little bit, but it was still pretty slow. But then by the end of the PvP season, because they did seasons. So by the end of that season, I was just, I had enough. I was like, I've been playing this game for eight years. The way that they were yeah. beginning to treat the game, they were kind of letting it go. Yeah. I was like, I just, I, I just can't do it anymore. Right. I'm done. And yeah. so, and I knew that that wasn't like me taking a break. I was like, this is, this is the, this is an end of an era. Yeah. And I, at that point, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't even know what game I want to play. What the heck am I supposed to make videos on? Right. And so I think at the time I had 2,000 subs on YouTube. 
And so I asked that little group, I was like, what, what should I do? And I didn't, you know, realize that the whole time that ESO beginner guide was gaining a ton of traction. I think it had a six figure view count at the time. And it was by far the most popular video on my channel. And it was literally the only ESO video I'd ever made. And <laughs> so everyone, you know, most of my subs were ESO subs and I'm playing right. WoW. Yeah. So they were like, play ESO again. It's way more fun than when you tried it last time. And so I started playing it again and I've been here ever since. That's I started awesome. in January 2017. Um, been here ever since. And I didn't know. I knew I wanted to do PvP videos and PvP stuff and builds eventually. But, right. you know, from level one until that point, I had no clue what to do. So I figured that because the beginner guide did so well, I'll just make guides on stuff as I learn it. And and because right. there was, again, still nothing up to date. Like my my own video that I made a year prior was still like one of the most updated things I found on YouTube. So I started to make a ton of beginner guides and uh, that that basically kind of started the growth process there. Right. And then at that time, I also decided, you know, let me try giving streaming a try because I tried it like maybe once or twice prior and it was never successful. Um, but I was like, at that point, I kind of want to maybe let's stream my leveling process. You know, why not? And I chose to stream on YouTube because I only had a really, you know, only had a small following, like 2K uh, subs right. and Twitch. Twitch is just a jungle. You have to, it's, you know, survival the fittest on Twitch. Yeah, yeah and pretty much. And YouTube had just released their streaming like a couple months prior. So I was like, you know, there's not really any competition here. At the time, the algorithm favored watch time. So I was like, let's stream on YouTube. Uh, and that actually really helped the channel grow a lot too. So over time, you know, made my Discord server, my guild community started to grow. Um and the website actually didn't come until about six or seven months after I started doing uh, the ESO stuff. Because anytime I'd post a video to Reddit, there would always be an army of people like, I don't want to watch a video. I want a written guide. I don't care about your video. I want a written guide. <laughs> so eventually I just decided, oh. I was like, all right, yeah. I, I don't, I guess so. Let's, let's give it a shot. Right. And so I started the website in july of 2017 so i had some people help me fill kind of fill out the website with some content because i only played you know maybe a class or two at the time and i told people i was like i don't know how to make builds for every class because at, at that point i was still pretty new i was only playing for six months and so i told people i was like i'm gonna need a little bit of help so a bunch of my community members really stepped up and helped me kind of flesh out specifically the build section of the site mm -hmm. and they really helped me flesh that out you know now i obviously know way more than i did then but at the time I only knew like my class, you know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, so after that, you know, the website was growing, the YouTube channel was growing, everything was going well. And then 2018 was the year that kind of everything took its next step. Um, I worked on trying to make like a bunch of big moves and, and my goal and resource or my goal for 2018 was to set up everything for like long-term success. Mm -hmm. Um, and I saw there was potential for this, you know, for this, all of this to go somewhere. So I did as much as I could. I pushed my schedule to the absolute limit while I had a uh, full-time job, uh, studied the platforms I was on. I started doing website advertisement uh, and I just did and learned a ton uh, during that year. And then I also noticed in early 2018 that my streaming community on YouTube was super stagnant. So I decided, you know, now's the time I came over to Twitch and my first stream on Twitch, I was like number one in the directory, you know, and there were so many people who were so mad because they're like, who the hell is this guy? It's like, <laughs> who's this? Who the hell is oh, this? Man. 
why is he first in the directory? But I kind of, you know, that's part of my strategy, I guess, so to speak, was that I started on YouTube when there was literally was like me and Zynote on YouTube. And like, that was it. Yeah. And then I moved over to Twitch. So I was able to skip a lot of the early hurdles because I brought an audience with me. Right. Yeah. So um, how's and- your 2019 going? Oh my god, dude, 2019 has been <laughs> it's been but oh yeah, man. so so the website was growing still so I started, you know, I started advertising the stream, I started advertising the YouTube channel a lot on the website cuz everything just started it was just really starting to grow. Yeah. Um and then specifically the stream, once I started advertising my stream on my website because it was like my YouTube channel was growing, uh, the website was growing but the the Twitch stream was like really slow. Mm. And I was like, I bet you I'm not doing enough advertisement for it on my on my website. So I started I stuck it up on my website and within the first week or two, hundreds of people were like, I didn't know you streamed. And it's like, oh, yes, I do. I've been streaming for a while now. So that really helped ignite growth. I got partnered in October. Um, So 2018 was just about growth and setting everything up for long term stuff. And I wanted 2019 to be kind of where everything just kind of, you know, exploded and this year it's been doing that so far it's been a turning point uh i got invited to zoss to play test elsewhere which was was wild experience it was amazing um and everything's been growing at an insane rate i completely redid the website a month or two ago uh really wanted to up the level of professionalism on the website my Mm -hmm. twitch channel i had all the artwork redone and starting in mid-march uh dots gaming officially became a part-time job from just a hobby Mm, and now i'm just working as hard as i can uh, to keep everything going and i'm and i'm loving it it's been a lot of fun well that's that's a major reason why you're here and i i'm not kidding you i cannot tell you how many times i have linked your beginners videos not just not your build videos yeah yeah but your beginners videos i myself have watched it probably two or three times and yeah. picked up a bunch of stuff as a player who's been playing the game for a while but when you know, we get new people that come into our community and they ask, yeah. well, you know, what about this or what? And brand new people. I go, well, take the time and yeah. watch this video. It has everything. Everything. In yeah. it. And I think that's probably why people took to that video so much. And, you know, you, you, you didn't pay any attention to the video for a while and you go back and check and there's hundreds of thousands of <laughs> yeah. views. Yeah. Awesome. That's all there was. And people were like 45 minutes of learning about Elder Scrolls Online as a new player. And the way that you, I mean, you said you're probably level 30 when you made that video. Yeah. yeah. So that gives you an infinite link to the newer player base yep. because you're speaking their language. You're not speaking from a veteran player's perspective. Yeah, exactly. You're speaking from, I was, I was wondering about this. So this is what this yeah, is all this about. This is what I learned. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, so I think that's probably why you got so many darn hits is because man, you were hitting right where those people needed to hear yeah and that's definitely is it funny how certain things just work out like in the right timing yeah. like everything yeah. just one yeah. after the other you know yep. and that's make exa- one little decision and all yeah. of a sudden it just yep. takes it takes off yep that's yeah, right man beautiful it's beautiful Absolutely. it's fun to watch too it's really cool yeah i think i think i thought about that i was like my friend never showed me eso who knows you know exactly who knows? never it's, it's yep. wild yeah so in that video, you, you talked a little bit about, uh, you touched a little bit about when you were younger and how gaming was kind of a big part of your life. Mm-hmm. And I loved when you hit on the girl that you were dating. 
yeah, and yeah. You, you were kind of like, oh, I wasn't so sure about what I should, you know, say about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was the same exact way when it came to gaming. It's like, yeah, you're really not sure what you want to say because you don't know yep. how it's going to be taken. And yep. then she just tells you, just go do what you love. Yeah, she's my number one fan. It's the best. Awesome. Keep Lucky. her. I'm no, I am. <laughs> I am. But in respect to, um, you know, your origins of gaming, we're curious to know, like, besides WoW, like what games yeah. as a kid kind of got your goat and kind of got you going to like, hey, this gaming is for me, for sure. So I'd say there's two that stick out in my mind. Uh, and the, fir- the first one is everyone's favorite classic, RuneScape. RuneScape, nice. original classic RuneScape was the best. Stay stay home from school sick and just fish lobbies all day. You there know, you literally, what'd you do today? Fished for lobsters. Like, <laughs> just do that all day. It was so much fun. Um, and then console-wise, because, you know, it's not like it took a beefy machine to run RuneScape. But uh, when I, I played, you know, obviously like, you know, any other teenager, I played a lot on consoles. And Gears of War was just my game. Gears of War was my game. Oh, so much fun. Mm-hmm. I'd say those those two games are probably the biggest the biggest games of my of my childhood runescape and gears of war gears of war was so much fun that's and gears of war still putting out solid content yeah, yeah, yeah. Come out and RuneScape one just re and runescape yeah. just re-released on mobile. <laughs> yeah exactly it's yeah. on mobile now <laughs> yes oh it is runescape gosh. classic is on mobile yeah it wow is. yep so um you know mentioning a 45 minute video that we were talking about earlier um if there's other content creators definitely know what it takes to put on a 45 minute video and do some of the content that you have done. It's a lot of work. And I think a lot of people don't really realize how much work it is. So we just kind of wanted you to walk us through a day in the life of dots gaming, like with your, with your creation, like your real life. And what do you do with your real life? How do you balance all that stuff? Well, I mean, for a while, it was it was tough. I had my my life scheduled pretty much to a T for a very a very long time, uh, while I still had my full time job. Nowadays, it's way easier because I have two days a week that I can just dedicate to dots gaming stuff. So I guess I'll go over um, my schedule now. So on Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, I wake up at like seven get ready for work, go to work. And then from eight to four, I'm just at work. And then when I get home, I work out, I shower, I eat dinner, I come down and I stream, then I go to bed. And then I do that Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. I used to do that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and then make all three of my, I would make my three weekly videos on Sunday. So the entirety of Sunday, I would spend the morning writing my scripts, Mm. Uh, Sunday afternoon recording the content, Sunday night editing it, and then uploading all of it on Sunday. So literally Sundays was just like deleted to to YouTube and Monday through Thursday was streaming. So I only had Friday nights and Saturdays off. And I did that for over a year, that schedule. It was was rough. Oh yeah. And then now it's way easier because now on those work days, I just stream. But now on Wednesdays and Fridays, I still wake up at eight I work out, I shower, but now I do all my video stuff on Wednesday and Friday morning. So, like, on Wednesday morning, I'll, you know, write my scripts for, like, the first, like, hour or two. 
and then I'm able to, I'm way more able to just kind of free free ball videos now. I used to have to script everything down to a T, right. but now that I've been doing this for a while, I've, I'm like, okay, this is what I want to talk about. I can make like a list of talking points and just go. So the scripting process definitely takes a lot less time than it used to. Like, mm-hmm. fun fact, all the complete beginner guides completely off the top of my head have not scripted a single word all of the, all three and a half hours. Just off the cuff. That's Ooh. awesome. That's why nice, I love man. them, though, because they're super yeah. organic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. Awesome. I can't say, though. Sometimes I have to re-record a section like six times before I'm like, this doesn't sound like garbage. <laughs> but <laughs> but I'm like, to write a yeah. script for a three and a half hour video, I had someone have the audacity to ask me for a written version one time, and I was just like, LOL. Like, <laughs> I don't think so. Like, do you even live, you, bro? What are you asking me for, man? Um. But yeah, so basically Wednesday now is kind of like Wednesday morning is is video day. Right. And then I uh, stream all afternoon and then I have my complete Wednesday night free. And then Friday morning is a lot of uh, website work. You know, I physically upload the videos to YouTube, do all the titles, tags, descriptions or everything. Up, mm-hmm. You know, skip, send those out to my patrons for early access. Uh, sometimes I have a little bit of free time to, to you know, mess around in ESO before I have to stream, eat lunch, stream. And now I actually have a full free weekend. So that's that's kind of like Ooh. my normal process. Nowadays. Yeah, because my but, next question was, how are you keeping your relationship together? Because it was it was it gnarly. was tough. I had to I had to schedule my my whole life. So, you know, especially prior to, you know, prior to doing part time, part time, I had to get I had to be really efficient. I had no time to mess around. So I had to, you know, get home, work out as quick as i could while still getting a workout in and then i'd get you know a good hour and a half to two hours with uh lauren before i had to stream yeah and then i'd stream and then we'd get like an hour and a half to two hours together after the stream and then i'd be i went to bed probably 12 one o'clock for like a year and would wake up at seven for work um and then you know we would see spend you know all friday nights would be like date night saturday we'd spend the whole day together and then sunday i was like and goodbye to the basement (laughs) But now it's way easier because I still have that normal, you know, that's kind of similar schedule Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. But now the entirety of Wednesday night's free, Mm -hmm. the entirety of Friday night's free. And that's, you know, she gets home from work and I'm like, I'm done for the day. I don't have anything to do. There you go. So all Wednesday night's free, all Friday night's free. And now our weekends are completely open so we can do whatever we want on the weekends. So it was I kind of and I told her because there were a couple of times where I was like, I told her I was like, this is a means to an end. I'm like, the schedule will not be like this forever. Right. And I was like, this is just, I got to put in the time now, especially because ESO was growing like crazy when mm. I was put it, when I was doing that schedule, yeah. I was like, I just need to put in this work now to put myself in a position where it makes enough money that right. I can do part-time, part-time and the schedule will be infinitely easier. And she was like, she trusted me and that's we awesome. went and here we are today. Yeah. That's beautiful. And so, so I got, I have a couple of little follow-ups to that. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm so, so impressed. the first thing thing is um and we're gonna get to this but the first thing is that you made fitness a big part of your life and like you're you're fitting it in so we we're gonna get there yeah 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 we gotta talk i love it um but the second thing is that i love talking to you about this because this really brings to light how serious of a commitment this is to make content for any for any game you know if you you can go in there and watch your favorite twitch streamers or whatever or go watch your favorite youtube videos and everything and you to the average person it truly does not click 
yep. what it takes to make that happen and still yeah. live your life. Yeah. Oh, it's tough. It's it's it's, tough. it's incredibly hard. And it's like, you know, something as easy as like, oh man, I couldn't get to, you know, a, you know, four or five Discord messages for like two or three days. Right. And sometimes I feel bad, but it's like you you just get busy living your life and trying to create content. So I love the way that you've explained that and it <laughs> It just makes so, so much sense. That was another thing that I really prioritized too was um, the interaction with everybody, you know? Right. Because I I always personally felt that most people accept such a little amount of interaction from the creators that they watch. I think it's just become such a norm that people don't – they just don't expect the creators they watch to interact with them. In my opinion, that's like – that's the goldmine, you know? is people yeah. watch streamers and people watch YouTube videos mm-hmm. to interact with a person yep. while learning or while watching or whatever. Yep. I right. can't say how many times that I would talk in my own Discord and people were shook and they were like, you talk in your own Discord? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> is that an anomaly? What do you yeah. mean? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's an anomaly. Right. So people accept such a low amount of interaction from the people that they watch. So yeah. I always, and I always remembered that I wanted to be the kind of streamer that I'd want to watch. Absolutely. And I remembered that all the streamers that I would watch in the past were the ones that always interacted with their chat. Those yep. were the ones I always went back and watched. So I put it at the forefront of what I did that I'd answer as many comments as I could. All the Discord, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, you name it, answer as many messages as I can. Because what will take me two minutes to answer someone's question might save them hours of time. You know, hours of research, hours of trying to figure stuff out. So, you know, the way especially I look at it now is because, you know, you see so many people when they get larger, they go, oh, I don't have the time. I don't have the time. But it's like I view it as kind of like if you work a job, you have to answer emails in the morning. So I viewed it as the first thing I do when I wake up. I come down, you know, I come to my computer. I pull up instead of, you know, Outlook, I pull up my YouTube comments. And I just start scrolling through my comments and answering as many as I can. Pull up my Discord, answer my messages. So I kind of treat it like that, where I spend the first hour of my ish of my day just answering, you know, replying to messages and stuff. And yeah. he's not blowing smoke. I mean, I'm just watching your stream, and this is extremely difficult to do. Oh, it is. Watching your stream, if you watch your eyes, you're going from <laughs> doing the game straight to chat. What you're doing in the game, straight to chat, and yeah. it's just like one answer after another after another, and there, yeah. and everything that I was watching, every single time I watch your stream is a major talent because <laughs> it is so difficult to be able to do that and yep. answer accurately and just have mm-hmm. it roll off your tongue like this and just boom, boom, right. boom, boom. It's so yeah. impressive. Thank I'm you. I'm totally fanboying right now. <laughs> it is so impressive to watch that. So Thank kudos you. to you, man. Thanks. Okay, so talking about your your site and your content in itself, and I mean the reason you're here, most of my characters have builds from you. Yeah, um, builds are your thing. I mean that's that that's your specialty, and knowing the ins and outs of these classes are are really you know your passion and your expertise. Yeah. Yep. So knowing that you have such a strong connection with the newer players in ESO. This game, like we talked about, can be very, very difficult for new players to grasp. I mean, it is a very complicated game to play when you're new. Oh, absolutely. So if you had some general advice to new players, just on, you know, on the broad spectrum, 
Right. In regards to building their character and making their characters more effective. Yeah. What would it be? So I actually I like this question and the the next one the uh, how to help people increase their DPS. So for this one, uh, my biggest my biggest thing for people would be to understand what you're building for. You know, because so many people they want to make a build that works in this and this and this and this and this. And I always say to those people, I'm like, if you try to make a build that works in all of those situations, it will be bad in all of those situations. You want, you know, you can, you know, I don't know why there's a belief that you have to have a PvP character and a PvE character. You can do it all on one guy. I do it on every character I play. They all have a separate build for each. So understand what you're building for. So if you're going to be bringing a character in a PvP, Make sure you have impen on, you know, so that you don't get crit and die in one hit. You know, make sure that you have some defensive skills to help yourself stay alive. Make sure that you have a CC, something to stop your opponents. And on the flip side, if you're PvEing, make sure that you have your big damage buffs presence, like Major Sorcery, which increases your spell damage, Prophecy, which increases your crit. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's for, you know, Magicka. And the flip side for Stamina would be Brutality and, and Savagery. Right. And also, make sure you only have one instance of these buffs as well you know you don't need six instances of major sorcery because you can only have one active right. at a time and the other biggest thing i have for people is don't overcomplicate and over research the building process you know researching and studying and all that stuff it's it's good and it you learn a lot but physically playing the game and hands-on experience is the best teacher and because you know i've done it myself some stuff looks great on paper and i test it and i'm like wow this is this is awful but yeah. I'd say I'd say the, the big the biggest thing is uh, just understand what you're building for, don't overcomplicate it, and and just give give things a try. See, I like that, and I'm I'm gonna bring something up here that up here that might be a little bit taboo for mm-hmm. you know folks coming in, but we are seeing with the growth of ESO, we're seeing a lot of people come from other games. Yeah. Yeah. Mainly one of the largest games that we may or may not have mentioned earlier <laughs> on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it drives us nuts when we see folks coming in and we're happy to take them and take them right, by the right, hand right. and, you know, give them a big old bro hug and, okay, you're going to be fine. Right. But it drives us nuts when we see people coming from other games and all they want to do is power level. They just they want to get to the cap as fast as possible. And we're going to leave the lore aside. For yeah. right now for this for this mechanical conversation right and the one thing that you're missing when you all you do is just go to alec here and do dolmens and that's yeah. in dungeons and that's it and get your dailies yeah. in you're missing learning how to play your character mm-hmm. so you know to hear to hear you say that there's a lot of complicated things in there but really you got to just take your time and just yeah. learn what each of these things do and learn that you can't double stack major prophecy and yep. all those things. <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah. I don't even think the, the issue is necessarily um, questing versus grinding. It's just that because questing is fundamentally a slower leveling process, it's exactly what you said. You're spending more time playing that character through the leveling process. Right. So you're right. learning more. You know, because grinding is fundamentally faster. So in a week, yeah, you can have a CP 160 character, but you will know nothing. Or you can get that CP 160 character over a month and you will have learned more along the way. Not necessarily because questing is some crazy difficult process, but because it's, again, you know, you've played the game for a month. 
as a CP160 character now, for example. So you have the knowledge of somebody who's been playing for a month, not someone who's been playing for a week, you know, or two days or three days, you know. And especially the other the other game because i'm an ex-player of the other game the yes. biggest issue i see if, with, with people is they're looking for the build you got it because there was nothing in wow there was no cut you know i don't know if anybody here ever played it you know if they haven't uh-huh. there cool. was there was your set there was no oh what set do i want to no 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 this was your gear set yep. for the raid tier yep. well, this is this is your pvp set you know there's no customizability there. None. And then people have simmed all the talents into the floor, you know? And so they're like, this is your spec. And if you don't use this spec, you are you are factually not going to do as well as other people. Same thing for PvP. If you yeah. do not use this certain spec, you will fundamentally be at a disadvantage. That's just exactly the way it was. Right. And so when those people come, especially to my stream too, and ask me about the builds, and I try to tell them like that's not how it is here, they they can't understand it. They <laughs> they just they, they can't <laughs> exactly they can't grasp it. Oh man, right. yeah, they can't they can't grasp it. But yeah. that's one of the things that, that I love about ESO is that there is so much customizability and there is so much flexibility and and what you can do. Oh, agreed, hundred percent. And that kind of plays into you know. Just the idea of there's so many different race choices, there's so many different class mm-hmm. choices, and you know you could really just have multiple accounts maxed out with what was it 14 or 15 characters? I forget what it, whatever it is. I think it's 15 or Fif- something like that. 15. So yeah, I mean you could have all these characters and still find something to do. So that being said, currently, what are you doing? What are you playing? What class? What race? Right now, my Stam Necromancer is the guy I've been spending the most time on. Stamina really? Necro. Yep, Stamina yeah. Necro. Been working on been working on him. Yeah. Uh when I when the the X Pack first came out, I spent my time on my DK, you know, came up with the build that I'd want to use for this patch on my match DK. Right. And then I was like, I wanna play a Necromancer so bad because I had so much fun when I play tested it at Zoss. But I like, you know, for me, I need to enjoy my character in both PvP and PvE. And sure. while I really enjoyed Magic and Necromancer for PvE, it was not my cup of tea for PvP. Although, mm-hmm. you know, although when we did play test, it took eight people to kill me on the Magic and Necro. I just, the play <laughs> style, I just, I just wasn't feeling it. Right. I wasn't feeling it. Yeah. Um, so I watched some, you know, I, I remember watching Zynode because he sat next to me the entirety of the time we were there. And I remember watching him play the Stam Necro and I was like, that still looks super fun. And so I made one, and I started playing it, and it's been a great time. And I haven't gotten it to PvP yet, so mm-hmm. I don't know how it's going to be exactly. Um, but I have some ideas and some plans and some stuff I want to try out. But I've been having a great time with him. The Undaunted Grind is slowly killing my soul. Um, <laughs> I'm, almost, I'm almost done. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm almost done. Oh, yeah. uh, I have all the skill points that I need for him completely done. Um most of my skill lines are 50. I think I have like maybe three skill lines that are all at like 48 that right. need to get to 50. And then I should have Undaunted after tomorrow's pledges, I think. I there should finally have it. Just and... go to Rim and Necropolis. Yeah. And, and that's what I did. Because <laughs> we literally all I did, all I did on stream the other day was the veteran dungeon achievements. And a bunch of people in my stream commented that every single time I pulled up my, uh, my talent tree and looked at the the leveling bar for undaunted they could just see like the color come out of my face well so i was just like i still have this much more to go <laughs> because oh, the way man, I that am, is a sigic line the oh way my I gosh am, the way i am is i know people who are like oh i don't care i won't grind it up i won't 
I need everything. Yeah. Like, if I'm testing oh, yeah. a character, I want to test the character. Absolutely. I want to have all my passives. I want to have all the proper gear. I want to have the right enchants. I'm not going to, you know, throw something together and test it because if I test it, it doesn't go well. There'll always be that thing in the back of my mind that would be like, what if I had X, Y, and Z? Yeah. But if I have everything and it still doesn't work, then I'm right. like, okay, this just doesn't work. Right. Or, we appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> or, okay, <laughs> I need to practice this a little bit more, but making sure I get it all done. Because I know some people that are like, yeah, I have eight you know, level, you know, CP characters and only one of them has Undaunted. And I'm like, how? Like, all my characters that I have at 50, they all have their Undaunted. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's, that's awesome. currently what I'm working on right now, though. That's, that's what awesome. I'm working on right now. So, you know, we were, earlier we were talking about um, the video that uh, where you really kind of discussed how you got into streaming and, you know, it was your 10,000 sub video. And yeah. um, by the way, everyone listening, we'll have all this linked over at LordSeekersPodcast.com on the episode page. You can check it all out, and you can watch it for yourself. Really, really good video. But uh, so you've been around, man. You've been around for a while in ESO, longer than I have, that's for sure. What's your favorite, like, if there's one thing that you could say, man, I'm really proud of this. Like, there's anything in this entire game that you could say, this is my most proud achievement. Yeah. What would that be? Um, honestly, I think it would probably be... I had something else different written down than what I'm going to say now, but I think it was when I got Flawless in VMA. That was... Yes, I, ooh, I felt nice. I, I felt really, <laughs> felt really good. Of course, you have people that are like, oh, what's the big deal? You're your CP810. Like, I, I, you know, but it doesn't matter. To me, yeah. being able to do the hardest solo instance in a game and not dying was a huge accomplishment so absolutely that, that felt so good oh, oh my god yeah, i finally sure. got flawless on my on a stam dk no less my second run ever that i was like doing like hey let's see what'll happen and right. i got it oh man that's when awesome. i dropped i dropped out of werewolf form yeah when i came down from the crystals up top mm-hmm. and i was just super tunnel visioned and because I, I did a werewolf build for that run because werewolf is just really easy for vma yeah and i dropped out of form and hard panicked because I was not ready to drop out of form. Uh, I was like, I hard panicked, but I played it super safe. You know, I played it super safe. I used like every sigil that was around me because I didn't care about my score. I just wanted to not die, you know? So, but yeah, that was definitely, definitely my, my favorite achievement. I'd say. That's awesome. So, both, actually, I think all of us in the room are right now we're playing Necros and, you know, really that all stems from elsewhere. So, Elsewhere's out. Everyone's playing it. What right. are your thoughts on it, man? Uh, overall, it's been really, really positive. Overall, uh, there's obviously some negative, but overall, Elsewhere's a ton of fun. Uh, the new trial is great. Uh, Necromancers oh, yeah. are, are are a wonderful time. Uh, I really like them for PVE. Really like them for PVE. And that's one thing I've always give ESO credit for is that I've always been PvP exclusive. Mm-hmm. But ESO is the first MMO that's really ever grabbed me for PVE content, where I really day. like it. Yep. I, I like it's a ton of fun and necro for pve is just the blast to play right. um especially like already the like i was running when we were running those dungeons the other day i was running like a ragtag ability setup because i'm trying to level up my skill lines not using brutality pots and already the dps the class is pumping out is crazy so oh, i can't I wait to see yeah. oh yeah <laughs> i can't wait to see what it's like when i'm like actually serious and have all my skills and everything it's going to be really fun stam necros do a lot of damage um, with that being said, I'm a little disappointed with some of the bugs that have been introduced in the new chapter. Yeah. I feel like it was kind of like that meme where it's like, fix one bug, ten more appear. Yeah. You know? 
mm-hmm. and because just you know, there's just been a lot of stuff like, a lot of things you know, changed. blast blast bones can't decide what he wants to do half the time. Half the time when he looks like he deals damage, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I surf on my bow literally all the time. I'm I the same with my goal. staff all the time. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, yeah. You know, I have people telling me like, oh, I've always had this, but I've never had that prior to this patch. All of a sudden, with this patch, it's every two seconds. Well, welcome to the plague, because it's been like yeah, that for right? staff for a long time. But oh. <laughs> uh, I, it, it's terrible all the time. I'm yeah. surfing on my weapon. Um, but, you know, same thing with, like, I've had some issues with dungeons doing weird stuff. So there's just been... I, I wrote down a really good analogy for this. I said, it feels like getting a new car that you're super excited about, but someone scratched the crap out of one of the doors. You know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I it's got like, you. overall, it's new- like, yes, this is super fun. Yeah. But... Ow. Someone scratched my door, you know. So right, yeah. I, and you know the the bugs will get worked out in time. Yep. But yep. I think I think the only thing I'm like actually disappointed about is that there, you know, because Necro is such a huge part of the chapter, and some of its key, especially Blast Bones, the one of the key skills for the class is right. just having issues. Um, and I mean, obviously, I'm not a programmer that works for them, but if I was to take a guess, it would maybe be the issue where they were like overcritting or something. Maybe when they fixed that it like screwed up the pathing or something right um, i don't know but they did something that that kind of made blast bones a little funky but i i saw in the ama that they did on reddit that they're working on it so you know we'll, we'll get it whenever it's done that's right but yeah. overall i'm having i'm having a blast it's a lot of fun that's good man that's good so let's switch gears here and then uh we'll let you go we want to know all right so again you know you've had this crate you've had first off i just want to say i love your story man i love <laughs> Thanks, the way man. That things happen for you the way they happen for you. And, you know, we were talking pre-interview. Just watching your channel go, it felt like within a month, and I'm sure I'm way off on that. I'm sorry if I am, but just <laughs> no, like in a month, like six to seven hundred people, and then boom, you're up well over one k. I'm just like, whoa, yeah, look at yeah. him go. And so, yeah, you know, right. it's just you've had such good growth in 2019, yeah. and I think now more than ever, your builds really resonate with a lot of people your builds really uh, i'm trying to think how to word this right it's it seems like they just really pull in all kinds of players whether you're top tier or you're new to the game and i think that's one reason why you do so well is that you have such a broad reach and you know you have such an impact and and you know gaming had a big impact on you going back to you know all those many months ago and and you kind of talked about in that video how you know, you started lifting again, or you started losing losing weight again, and so kind of talk to us yeah. a little bit about, you know, your journey to becoming a healthy and fit gamer. Yeah, so working out was actually something that I got super, super into. Like, I always played video games my whole life, right. but lifting was something I really, really got into when I was uh, at the end of high school, so like 2012. It's been a while. Um, right. I was always like, like... Not like I wasn't a fat kid, but I was always like I always had like a little bit of extra pudge on me. Yeah, and a little so, extra warmth. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, so when I you know hit senior, you know, I was an athlete my whole life though, but I was always right. like you know a little bit bigger. Yeah. But when I hit senior year of college or of high school, I was like I'm done with this. So right. I just started you know eating less and doing a lot of cardio. And when I was you know I lost a bunch of weight. I was like 150 pounds, mm-hmm. and I was like I feel like I look like a smaller version of the way I looked before. Right. And so I was super unhappy with it. And I remember it was I got my wisdom teeth removed. Mm-hmm. And so I had, couldn't do anything but sit on the couch because it was my like I got my bottom wisdom teeth removed and they got they just it knocked me out. It was oh, it was terrible. oh yeah. Right. Um 
And so all I did was research lifting, mm-hmm. working out, and nutrition for mm-hmm. like a week. It's all I did. And so, you know, without going through that whole story, because that would be a whole other thing in itself. That's a long one. But from basically 2012 on, I've just – I've been working out. I've been doing – I've done a bunch of different stuff. Uh, I've had a bunch of different injuries from it, which have shaped the way I work out now today. Um, herniated a disc ever so slightly deadlifting. And mm-hmm. I tore my labrum in my left shoulder <laughs> doing – yeah, doing chest flies. Ooh, yeah, yeah, buddy. That that was – I learned a lot from that one. I oh, learned yeah. a lot from that one. But uh, yeah, I've it's been it's been good. I like I said, started at about 150 pounds, mm-hmm. and then I right now I'm sitting at about 200. Mm-hmm. But I want to lose a little bit more weight because I'm still cutting down because I gained some not so good weight uh, my senior year of college because I was just like drowning in schoolwork. Right. Oh yeah. So I, I had no time to go to the gym, yeah. but I was still eating like I was going to the gym. So I gained some not so good weight. So I lost probably in, and especially if you watch my early streams, you can see it. Uh, I think in 2017 it was because I basically like didn't lose lose or gain any weight last year, but mm-hmm. or yeah, I think it was 2017. I lost 30 pounds. Um, wow! So that yeah, that was nice That's because awesome. especially because I was so fit throughout all college. Yeah, that. I was like, ah, man, I'm so done with this. I'm so done with like all the weight that I gained my senior year. I was like, oh, I'm done with this. Cause I hurt. That was like when I hurt my shoulder too. So I couldn't lift because I hurt my shoulder. I was drowning in schoolwork and I was depressed that I had to get a shoulder surgery because the the doctor told me like, you're going to be fine. It's not a big deal, blah, blah, blah. And then I got a phone call like, by the way, surgery in December. And (sighs) I, I was such a surprise. It took me so off guard. So it really mm. it knocked me out, man. I right. was in a really I was in a really dark spot, and uh, you know, kind of turned to food a little bit there. But when right. 2017 rolled around, I actually it's when I start, started doing the ESO stuff with YouTube. I was like, you know, at this point, I was like, I'm gonna kind of re re grab life, so to speak. And yeah. so I just lost a ton of weight in 2017. 2018, I kind of just like didn't really kind of just coasted. Um, but I still worked out throughout the whole year, but I didn't really gain or lose much. But then this year I've been kind of focusing on like, okay, I'm really trying to cut down and, uh, you know, show yeah. off all the muscle I've built off all over all of these, all of these years. But mm-hmm. I've done a mixture of stuff. I've done, you know, really, really low rep strength training. I've done bodybuilding type stuff. I've done, mm-hmm. uh, body weight stuff, but right now I'm just doing probably depending on the week like four to five days of more like bodybuilding type training so more like your eight to twelve uh rep range and then i'm mm-hmm. just counting my calories because right. you know everyone's got the diet of choice but they're all rooted in the amount of calories you consume so i'm yep. just like i'm that's just right. gonna go straight to the source yep. and just count my calories with my fitness pal right. so that's, yep. that's what i'm that's what i'm doing right now you got it but you know, for me, it's so important. Like, it's so important to make sure I fit working out and everything in my schedule. One, because it's an amazing stress reliever. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, it's an amazing stress reliever. Two, you just feel good when you're done. Sure. And, you know, the the human body is meant to move around. It's you not meant it. to just yep. sit all the time. And especially yeah, right. with working a desk job and streaming, I spend so much of my day sitting on the computer. Oh, yeah, man. That being able to, like, move and work out and, and, and you know, be active is especially you know you know i'm in my mid-20s so 
always want to you want to keep active and keep keep those good habits now you know yeah. as you continue continue to get older and stuff so oh, yeah, yeah take it you know it's really important that it's great to see that um that that you're pushing that and that you're making that a point um when when you talk to folks and it's part of your history and you're, you're oh, kind yeah. of bringing it out in your videos and everything and you're talking to your to the people that you stream to about that because i'll just be frank I'm going to yeah. be four, four years old. I'm a huge person into hashtag healthy gaming. Yeah, I have yeah. been for years. I have to do it because of my job. I have to stay in good shape because of my job. But I'm telling you everything you're doing right now, when you're 44 years old, it will matter. Yeah, absolutely. Like I feel like I'm 20. Yeah. So just you know, keep at it. And I think, um, you know, especially where you're at with the reach that you have, you are so inspiring for healthy gamers. So keep it going. I think that's a huge, huge thing. And Mm. thank you for doing that. Yeah, Yeah, no problem. Right on. Well, we've got some rapid fire questions for you. All right. uh, So I don't know. I don't even think we sent these to you. So it's totally off the cuff. You did not yet. All right. (laughs) All right. So uh, we've got some rules. That's right. The rules are with this is you got five seconds to answer. Oh, short boy. answers. Don't worry, we're not going to ask. Price is Right music or Jeopardy we're music. Not gonna, <laughs> I'm shit, I promise you. <laughs> oh man! All, all right. right, so cool. Here Pretty we go. Standard. Right you go. Are you you want to do them, Jibs? Yeah, I'll take them. Is that all right? You want to okay, take them? You go. Yeah. No, nope, oh, you go. Okay. All right. Here we go. All right. Favorite adult beverage. Uh. Probably margarita. Ooh, okay. One ESO mod you can't live without. Uh, action duration reminder. Ooh, good call. Yes. I second God. that. Absolutely. Can't live without that. Yeah, right? My gosh. Uh, favorite sport to watch on television? Hockey. Ooh, what's your team? Yes. Uh, Rangers. St. Louis True Blues, man. brother. St. Louis Blues. <laughs> All right. Uh, Star Trek or Star Wars? Uh, honestly, careful? not 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 really either. I haven't really been in either before, honestly. Oh, ow! My Lord heart. of the Rings, Lord of the Rings. Okay, third okay, okay. all right. You know, at third least you're option. not Rich Lambert choosing Star Trek. Rich, yeah. <laughs> third option. Third, third option. option. Not a, not a bad choice, right there. Not a bad choice. Uh, favorite battleground mode. Oh, Team Deathmatch. Really? Okay, cool. Right on. Uh, He's one of those. Favorite lift in the gym. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, oh, that's hard. <laughs> I'll probably I'll go for the bro exercise and do and do curls. Okay, there you go. Curls, curls are for girls. The, the, the bro exercise. <laughs> iPhone or Android? Oh, Android. I like you already. I like you already. <laughs> uh, EB, AD, or DC? Oh, EP. Okay. Okay. Oh, I oh, said AB. I'm sorry. I know what you meant. All right, thanks. Uh, all right, so <laughs> you said Evan Hart pack? Yeah. Okay, cool. Right on. I dig it. And finally, before we get you out of here, where can our listeners, if they want to go see your builds, your videos, give it give it to them, all of it. Where can they find you? All right, long list of stuff. So you have my website, dotsgaming.com, builds, written guides, 
some blog posts every now and then. Tons of different stuff there. Uh, you have my YouTube channel, ThoughtsGaming.com. All of that stuff in video form as well as some other stuff. Uh, we also have Twitch. Obviously, Twitch.tv slash ThoughtsGaming is where I play live. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday is 7 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern. And then Wednesday and Friday is 12.30 to 5.30. We also have Twitter, ThoughtsGaming. Facebook, ThoughtsGaming. Instagram, ThoughtsGaming. Patreon, ThoughtsGaming. And then Discord is Discord.gg slash ThoughtsGaming. All right, so, right on, man. For wide variety of socials. Yeah, you're really all over the place. Good for you. Yep. Try Go to check make sure to grab stuff. the name everywhere. <laughs> That's awesome. Go check out his stuff, you guys. It is amazing. And I would I would venture to say 80% of my characters have Dots Gaming builds. Hey. I have 81%, so I'm better than you. <laughs> you're always better than me. Dots, thanks, buddy. You're awesome. We appreciate you. No problem. Thanks for, ha- thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for being on, man. Much appreciated. And hey... Here's to your growth, my, br- my friend. That's unbelievable. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Keep it going. I sure hope you all took your uh, sickness medication today in the form of your orange juice or your handful of spinach. Whatever it is you do. I ate spinach today. It was good. Good. Because you need immunity for this one. We're all going to get sick. Lore lesson number 59, we're going to talk about the Plagues of Tamriel. And this was suggested slash requested by Never Separate. He's one of our outstanding officers, guild leaders in the Lore Seekers Guild. Thank you very much for this one. Um... I did not know that there were so many freaking damn illnesses in <laughs> Tamriel. It's like a million ways to die, the movie. Dude, you are like not kidding. So we are going to cover the bigger ones and then touch on some of the smaller ones in this lore lesson about the okay. plagues. So in our modern world, illness is still the bane since man basically first arrived on Earth. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, As the flu season winds down here, we are celebrating getting rid of the sniffles Mm -hmm. by detailing some of the most famous ailments in all of Tamriel, and some of which have wreaked havoc in Tamriel throughout its history. So grab a box of tissues, Jibs, and put on your little footy pajamas. Okay. Stay warm. Okay. Because we're going to talk about those who may have had it worse than you and I during your last battle with the Suds. Okay. We're going to start with the big one. One that is very, very detailed in Elsewhere. And this one is called the Nahatan Flu. Oh, yeah. One of the deadliest diseases to hit the face of Tamriel was known as the Nahatan Flu, also known as the Nahatan Plague. This devastating illness hit the populace in the second era, year 560, which is very close to our timeline, anyway, so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And lasted for 43 freaking years until the second era, Whoa. year 603, which is I what started no I- to go away. I yeah. had no idea that lasted that long. Mm-hmm. It's like the wow. gift they kept on giving. That's a lot of death. That's a lot of death, and there's a crap load of airborne. Just saying. Uh, yeah. Right. 
At its height, the Manhattan flu had nearly spread to every single corner of Tamriel, killing a massive portion of the Tamrielic population. The flu wiped out entire families and caused mass paranoia across the land. Among those the very most affected, the most susceptible, was the Khajiit. Oh, yeah. Especially uh, devastated was the city of Sanchal in southern elsewhere. Palatine. Mm. Mm-hmm. They were mm-hmm. very, very susceptible to the effects of the Manhattan flu. So the first fun fact. In Valenwood, the Manhattan flu killed nearly all worshippers of Zen, the Bosmeri god of toil. He's also the god of agriculture and payment in kind. But what this led to was the Bosmer culture abandoning all worship of Zen, the deity, soon afterwards. They're like, this dude's weak sauce. (laughs) (laughs) They wiped out all of his followers. We're done. Deuces. Guy is not legit. Throwing up the twos. Right. So there's no definitive answer as to how the Manhattan flu was introduced to Tamriel, although there are two very well-known theories. The first theory being that the illness was attributed to an Argonian shaman who was really pissed off about the way the Argonian <laughs> race was treated by the other races of Tamriel. He's like, oh, this. <laughs> now I get you all sick. I sneeze on your tacos. Achoo. Just like that. Just like that. It was said that he created and unleashed the disease through a manipulation of their cherished spore trees, also known as the history. Mm -hmm. A second theory is that the Manhattan flu was born of more natural causes. However, the people of Tamriel needed someone to blame for such a travesty. So they chose the Argonians. Poor Argonians. Yeah, poor Argonians, my butt. They're too busy walking in poop in Merkmire. Let's throw this on them. Well, move upland. That's all I'm going to say. That's true. So because the Argonians had a natural immunity to the flu, hmm, super weird. The Argonian shaman theory holds the most weight with the Tamrielic populace. They're like, you didn't get sick? It must be you. So anyway... There are no accurate accounts as to how many Tamrielans, Tamrielans lost their lives due to the Manhattan flu, but its devastating effects were still immeasurable. The disease killed nearly the entire non-Argonian population of Black Marsh and scarred outside or scarred scared outsiders away for centuries. Even Tiber Septim himself, this was much later, obviously, than ESO's timeline. Even right. Tiber Septim himself was hesitant to invade Black Marsh due to his fears of bringing the Manhattan flu back home. <laughs> anyway, fun fact. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I should have probably went, but I didn't. So there's that. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> After the rapid spread and the wide swath of destruction caused by the Manhattan flu, the only race brave enough to stick around in Black Marsh were the craziest hell Dunmer, particularly the Dunmer <laughs> slavers. I know this is your race, dude. That's why I'm kicking them in the nuts. 
Oh yeah, that's my that's my fam. The Dunmer slavers of House Drez, who depended upon Argonian slaves to power their workforce, the only, uh, the only Mur to not be scared out of Black Marsh because of money. You know what? Yeah, that's those. That's my peeps right there. We hold our own. Oh my god! So We're like, cool. hey, hey. You know what? There's money to be made. And we got some scales here that made this flu, so we're going to make use of them. At the absolute downfall of an entire race. Solid I'm saying, work. Saw an opportunity, and I seized it. I'm going to start calling you self seal Because you're poor decision-making. <laughs> I'm going to get my arms cut off. I'm going to become a dwemer. Oh, my God. Can- Herbert the pervert, the, the dumber. <laughs> Call myself the sale. I got some glimmer in the basement. So I go- Jesus. <laughs> Why don't we go down there and get them? <laughs> I got lots of popsicles down in the basement. <laughs> I got some glimmer gears. Okay, carry on. So once the Manhattan flu struck Black Marsh, Cyrodiil lost its hopes of total control over most of the province. So they're like, F that, we're out. <laughs> Those people Deuces. down there are sick. Something needs to be done. <laughs> <laughs> Them folks are done. The guys. plague uh, is thought to be one of the main reasons for the Three Banners War. That might sound familiar if you play Elder Scrolls Online. The royal family of Wayrest, the entire royal family, succumbed to the clutches of the Manhattan flu, which placed newly crowned King Emmerich in a position to form the Daggerfall Covenant. Hmm... It continues. The Manhattan flu being especially devastating to the Khajiit of elsewhere motivated them to join the Aldmeri Dominion out of nothing but gratitude for the Altmer, who rendered major assistance to the Khajiit population during the worst periods of the plague. Tell me the Altmer did not plan that. They're like, hmm. Sucks that your people are dying, but we see an opportunity <laughs> to do a little business. All I'm saying is that sounds like an Altmer. It does sound like an Altmer. And I have no doubt, even though I love Queen Aran, and I just I just can't disparage her. She's smart. They are smart. They're like, man, the cats. Let's bring them on. They're fierce. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Bring them on. Just like that. So, and then as a third, the illness also allowed the Argonians an independent voice throughout the land. Now, remember, the Manhattan flu killed everything in Black Marsh except for the Argonians and some super greedy Dunmer. So, anyway, the Argonians freed from slavery for the most part, except for House Drez. They sought an independent voice. And because of the flu, they're like, damn, that flu kind of done us some good. We have an independent voice. So it allowed them to join the Ebonheart Pact as equals instead of as slaves alongside the Dark Elves. Uh Uh-huh. Here's a little fun fact. A native human humanoid type silver-skinned race that lived in Black Marsh by the name of the Cothringi were thought to have been 100% eradicated by the Manhattan flu. Wow. Yeah. 
That well, sucks. wouldn't it be something if, you know, like they made something of that in ESO? You know, like that they come back or something, you know, just random thought. But, you know, just to see these races you thought were long gone, like the Imga. I mean, come on, who wanted one of that, right? You want to have an emote? Yeah, the Imga, I think, was. I love you, Zoss. I think it was laziness on the Imga. Because if they were in the lore, it was like, damn it, that's a whole other body render we have to do. Let's just say they bailed. <laughs> they saw the three banners war coming and they're like, F this. Actually, it's more like, F this. You guys are stupid. We're leaving. We're going back to New York City. Anyway, <laughs> we've already talked about the Imga. We don't. Wouldn't that be one heck they of They left, a... basically, when the three banners war started. In... The next chapter, return of the Imga. Wouldn't that be a cash kick in the nuts? Like, we ain't lazy, bitch. <laughs> you don't even know what you're talking about. You don't know me, Imga. You don't even know me. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so, okay. So that's the Cuthringy. But one of the most touching stories of the time of the Manhattan flu was that of the Crimson Ship. Many Cuthringy refugees, when they were trying to avoid their own death, they left Black Marsh to avoid the effects of the Manhattan flu. But they were turned away at every single port at which they attempted to land on this ship, the Crimson Ship. They sailed the seas, and at the very last port they attempted refuge, which was Hammerfell, they were again turned away. Nice job, Redguard. So what ended up happening was their ship drifted at sea and was finally found by a group of pirates. Not a single crew member was alive. They were all dead. Wow. So for this reason, on the 20th of Rain's Hand, the people of Hammerfell honor the Crimson Ship, the one they turned away on what they call the Day of Shame, which at least they're amicable about it, right? So no Red Guard will leave their home, for it is said that the Crimson Ship will return on the 20th of Rain's Hand. Wow, that's gnarly. It's freaking sad, dude. It is. These people oh are trying, they're trying to flee yeah. because there's there's an epidemic going on in their homeland. And the Red Guard are like, uh-uh, not today. So they all died, you know, so. That's crazy. Freaking sad. So reminiscent. I didn't know that was a thing. It's just so reminiscent I mean, of crying. a modern world. Yeah, you're tearing up and right. Where's my dumber at? We need to capitalize on this. Your dumber, yeah, like your dumber is going to make a difference. <laughs> Freaking douchebag. How can we make some money? All right, let's move on. There's a there's so many illnesses. All right, <laughs> I'll the, let you finish. The Thracian plague also coined the slug famine, and this one. Raises my freaking blood pressure. If you've listened to our show for a while, you'll know why. Because the cause of this really freaking pisses me off. <laughs> Thracian <laughs> plague was created artificially by the slowed, the slug race and their coral kingdom of Thras, which is the 100% most cash-hated race on all of Tamriel. They're just gross. They're I mean, they're freaking hug. covering a sludge. Right. So the reasons for the Slode developing this plague are largely unknown, other than the fact the Slode absolutely hate every other single race 
on Tamriel for no freaking reason. Which makes them triply terrible. Yeah. But the massive pandemic was unleashed upon the mainland of Tamriel in the first era, year 2260, and wiped out... Pay attention here, my friends. The Thracian plague launched by the Slode wiped out one half of the population in all of Tamriel. Wow. One half. That's yeah. uh, some serious population control. It is, but they got theirs. They went full Thanos there. They got. They did go full Thanos, and they got theirs, and I'll get there. The plague washed up. The plague first washed up on the shores of Tamriel and quickly spread across all of the mainland, killing nearly everything in its path. Fun fact. It is said that the Archmage Cirebane, the Aldmeri god ancestor, saved thousands from perishing from the disease with the use of his powerful ring. The Warlock's Ring is what it was called. He is even credited, Sirbane is credited with possibly finding a cure for the Thracian Plague. Hmm. So it is really unknown, it's largely unknown, when exactly the Thracian Plague subsided, although cases of the disease were still being reported as far as Wayrest over 400 years after it landed on the shores of Tamriel. Sounds like the measles in our modern world. Yeah. So with its origins being traced to the slowed slug race on Thross, the Thracian Plague is the reason for the formation of the All Flags Navy, which we've covered before. But it's really fun to talk about this. <laughs> the, the All Flags Navy was a massive fleet of ships and sailors from the Red Guard, the Breton, the Colovians, the Elven and Argonian races, they were all like, okay, enough is enough. These races, many of whom were at odds, put aside their differences and planned an invasion of the Coral Kingdom of Thross with the goal of complete eradication of the Slode. Wow. Right. So, fun fact. Sometime around the year, the first era, year 2260, the All Flags Navy sailed to Thross and killed every single freaking dirty slow they could find, then used various forms of magic to completely sink the Coral Kingdom into the sea. Although, Thross would rise again in time. However, it seemed they learned their lesson because the Slode would never again attempt an attack on Tamriel ever. They're like, uh, okay. These that, guys are kind of badasses. That's insane, man. So we're not going to mess with them anymore. Okay. The Khajiit, particularly devastated by the Thracian plague and the heavy loss of life in the Khajiiti population caused incredible instability in the, in Khajiiti society. And we covered this a little bit earlier. So due to the massive loss of life, the 16 peaceful and coexisting states that encompassed elsewhere were reduced to two culturally divided states, mm. Pelotine and Anequina. So the reason they became so culturally divided after working in symbiosis for so many, so many, so many years is because 
the massive devastation and the killing, the basic eradication by the Thracian plague of so many of their most prominent leaders caused chaos and it caused a bunch of people who did not want to be in power to be thrust into a position of leadership. Right. And they were so split that the two provinces that remained of Anequina and Pelotine, they were at odds. Right. So that is what we're seeing right now in elsewhere as we know it, which is why in our predictions for what's going to happen in the rest of the season of the dragon is that Southern elsewhere will be opened up. Oh yeah. And backpacks will be available to our characters. Backpack, backpack. Just a little side note. That's my own personal opinion. Man, wouldn't that be cool? Zoss, would that be cool, huh? For players? Huh? Huh? I know. They're probably like, look, you dickheads already got the necros. You dickheads <laughs> already got the frick. You, you already got, got freaking Sphinx uh, cats. Cat. What else you want? Just shut your mouths. Just be happy. Okay. We're totally happy. We swear. Backpacks later. Somebody yeah, else's idea. We don't need to talk about it anymore. We'll, we'll just we'll leave it alone. <laughs> How full of ourselves are we that we think all these ideas are, are ours? Oh, gosh. Far <laughs> from it. They've been thinking of them for years. Far from it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, if you want to talk about the two biggest plagues of elsewhere, those two are it. Absolutely 100%. Manhattan flu, Thracian plague, those two devastated Tamriel in their own ways. But let's talk about a few of the other ones. Now, trust me, when you talk about some of the other notable diseases and ailments in Tamriel, there is a crap ton. If you want to see them, go to loreseekerspodcast.com and go to this particular lore lesson. It's a lot of reading because there's a ton. But we're going to talk about some of the ones that, that piqued my interest and kind of, some of them made me laugh, but other ones that I thought were notable. First one is the Ashwell Blight. This is an acute blight disease affecting the victim's will and thought processes. It may be contra- contracted from corpus beasts or other blighted creatures. The next one is the Black Hearts Blight. This is an acute blight disease affecting the victim's strength and endurance. It may be contracted from corpus beasts or other blight monsters. The disease also has spread to zombies, allowing it to live on despite the end of the blight in the third era, year 427. The next one is one you might already know about because it's present in our modern world, but it may be a little bit different effects in Tamriel, cholera. Cholera is one of the deadliest diseases in Tamriel and is always fatal unless a cure is provided very quickly. The next one made me chuckle. It's called the Collywobbles. What? The Collywobbles. <laughs> sounds like a lollipop. Like that sounds, sounds like somewhere here in, in uh, England. That sounds really tasty, actually. Collywobbles. And then all of a sudden, you have a disease affecting your strength, affecting your endurance and your mobility. Symptoms include uncontrollable shaking and chronic weariness. Sounds like me after my morning coffee. It may be contracted from shulk or zombies. Okay. The next one was very interesting. This one's called the Crimson Plague. Crimson Plague is a dangerous common disease which spreads easily and acts 
quickly. Symptoms include weakness and headaches. Infection can result in muteness, which I could totally benefit from with you. Anyway, the <laughs> disease once widespread across Tamriel was oh, yeah. thought to have been stamped out during the second area era. Area? Third era, year 427. You're very good. The tomb of Gedna Relvel in the ruins of Old Mornhold was unsealed. Relvel, once a powerful sorceress condemned for studying and practicing forbidden magic, had cheated death and become a lich. She then attempted to spread the Crimson Plague throughout the city of Mornhold by infecting rats with the disease. Uh, rats! The lich was destroyed by the Nerevarian before the disease could spread to more than a few people. Dirty. Oh, Nerevarian. Yes. The next one I chuckled at, it was called Hell Joint. This is a mild, common disease affecting a victim's mobility and dexterity. Symptoms include persistent irritation and inflammation of your joints. Sounds like you need some glucosamine. Glucosamine. <laughs> Whiskey. <What>? Whiskey. <laughs> it may be contracted oh. from wolves, cliff racers, and zombies. And here's another one, Madness. Madness is any illness of the mind that limits rational thought. It can be brought about by any number of factors. I'm sure you're pretty familiar with one of them. The souls of madmen are the property of... Sheogorath. Sheogorath. The Daedric Prince of madness and stupid puns. And that's annoyance. And annoyance. I know. And cheese! Yes. And stinky forks. That too. Okay. Uh, and then, of course, there's the pyrophoric hemophilia, which is vampire's disease. Here's one that made me laugh and made me immediately think of my good friend, Jibs. Serpiginous dementia. This is a serious common disease affecting the victim's mind and behavior. Symptoms include hallucinations and itchy and unsightly scaly skin condition resembling snake scales. Hmm. It may be contracted from netch and zombies. And how exactly did I remind you of this? Dementia. The fact that you forget things Dementia. and you have an, uh, a uh, contractible skin disease. Oh. Well, that's news he to me. <laughs> he doesn't. Well, this next one reminds me of you. I'm going to read it. Oh. I'm taking over the lore lesson. Tickle Bridge. Symptoms of Tickle Bridge include a loss of endurance and attractiveness. <gasps> Contracted from handling dirty equipment. <laughs> Contracted from oh. handling dirty equipment. That's what you call a nut shot. That contracted from oh. handling dirty equipment leaves it so wide open. Like, like what equipment are you touching? What kind of equipment <laughs> are you talking about? I mean, take a I shower. Just, I, yeah, you know, you need to bleach your lady parts. Yes, apparently. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, good stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. That is the end. I, I'm telling you, my friends, we could have gone with Tamrielic diseases for at least another 30 minutes there's a ton not gonna do that to you chat's pointing out the fact that i remind dementia reminds you of me yeah yeah you're, you're douchey you know that i'm older than you and oh. you forget more shit 
Oh. I've been looking for you. Got something I'm supposed to deliver. Oh, Your hands you. only. Appreciate that. Oh, look at that. We got mail. It's that time. Are you, are you, you want to check out some mail? I don't care what you want. We're doing anyway. All right, so you know the drill. You write to us. You call us. We bring in the show. And, uh, you know, we got a couple voicemails here. Uh, this one is from David on Balancing Gaming and Family. Check it out. Hi, fellas. Uh, my name is David. Um, love your podcast, of course. Just been binging it. So I'm a fairly newer listener. But I had a question for you all. I know that you guys are working gentlemen and family fellows as well. So I was just wondering, how it, how do you find the time to really balance your personal life with work and family and making sure that you get enough out of the game. For example, I find myself working eight to ten hours a day and even though I don't have children, I come home and walk my dog and then I feel like I don't have enough time to fulfill myself within ESO after doing all my dailies and whatnot. So I just wondered if you guys could provide some tips or advice on how to balance an MMO with a complex daily routine. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you. Love, love. Bye. David on Balancing Gaming and Family. You want to take the lead on this? Yeah, um, it's a tough one because, um, like, for me, if I did not have a partner that was open and understanding to my hobby and the things that I enjoyed doing, then it wouldn't work. Luckily for me, when um, when Molly and I got together, and this was and this was twenty plus years ago, she already knew that I was a gamer. It didn't manifest until I really kind of dipped into MMOs and really realized how much I loved MMOs. Yeah, but. If I can give anybody some general tips, the first and foremost is you have to have buy-in from your spouse that this is what you do in place of hanging out with a bunch of friends at a bar or, you know, going to watch a bunch of sports. Like, this is my thing. So I singularly... I have some other things too, but this is the biggest thing that I enjoy doing is this one thing. Yeah. I play games and I create content for that game. Um, and it started just with me having the playtime. First and foremost for me, my wife and daughter and our lives are first. So I've always 100% made it a point to if my wife needs me for anything, I drop what I'm doing, including gaming, and I move with brisk pace to do whatever she needs help with. And I've always stuck to that. Um, so it is a balance. Now, at the same time, you have to allow your partner freedom to to do what they want to do. And hopefully you can right. sync it up to where you do what you want to do when they're doing what they want to do. Because alone time, time apart, is healthy for a mm-hmm. relationship. Mm-hmm. But if you make them priority and they know that they are the priority it's easier to be able to do the things that we do. I second that hundred percent. And really what I think it is, is finding what fits for your family. You know, like the, typically if I'm gaming, I'm gaming at night. If I'm a gaming at night, I know 
there's certain things that are preferred. One being that I'm accessible. So a lot of times, if some of the lore seekers see me as a friend on their Xbox uh, friend list, that's where I'm at oftentimes at night. Not because I don't want to be on a PC, but because that's just what fits best for my family at the time. And there's other times when I'm you know, able to be on my laptop during the night, and you know, that just fits. It really just kind of comes down to, even if you're, you know, you're busy and you've got things going on the day, take a look at your day and be like, hey, where can I fit in some gaming? You know, where can I fit in my hobby, whatever that is, you know, making a show or making content or something or writing, whatever it is, you know, where can I fit that in? And, and just like Cash said, it's definitely important that you, you know, you're on the same page with your significant other, that you're both in agreement. You know, there's, I've always said there's power and unity, you know, especially in marriage. So, you know, just making sure that you're both on the same page and that they're getting what they need first from you. And then, you know, they'll reciprocate, reciprocate, hopefully they'll reciprocate that to you and that allowing you some long time to do whatever you wanted to do as well. So, yeah, you got to be careful if you're not 100% on the same page with them because they'll kill you. They'll do it. They'll murder you. Fun fact sleep. my wife said she was going to do that to me the other night. <laughs> I mean, you really got to watch out oh. for that because they'll murder you in your sleep. They Don't. will. They will. She's not Don't tell my here. wife I said that. Mine's asleep. Mine's behind me, probably. I think she's asleep. Cover your neck. Cover your neck. All right. <laughs> uh, next one up, we got Nick here who's on question about Lore Seeker's Xbox skills. Take a listen. Uh, hey, you guys. Uh, Nick just calling to say thank you for doing the podcast. I appreciate it. I've learned a lot. Just recently picked up the game. Uh, huge, huge fan already. Can't wait to dive into a little more lore myself. Uh, kind of curious if, if there's a Lore Seekers Guild on Council, specifically Xbox. That would be wonderful to find some people to play with on there. Uh, anyway, hope you have a good rest of the day. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you much again. Bye. Thanks, Nick, so much for the uh, voicemail. Appreciate it. Yeah, we are, in fact, on Xbox. You can find us on the uh, North American server for Xbox. Uh, you can actually check out loreseekerspodcast.com forward slash guild and you'll find everything listed there all the nitty-gritty all the good things so anyway yeah man it's been a good episode huh yeah that's been fun all right my friends well thank you all so much for hanging out with us today we appreciate it we hope you enjoyed this episode it was fun having dots on it we know just good times good good times and we hope you learned a lot hope you uh enjoyed it and if you did we want to hear from you for every five-star review that we get on iTunes, we show you some love with a shout-out on the show. The first one we got here is from Eris921 from the USA, and they say, I spent the past month binge-listing to all the episodes from the beginning. This is an ama- This is an excellent podcast for ESO news, commentary, tips, guides, and especially lore. I had to take a year off from ESO while I had my first baby, and this was a perfect way to catch me up on all that I had missed. I love all the lore lessons, enjoy the storylines and camaraderie, and I've gained a lot of useful insights into every aspect of the game thanks to this podcast. I look forward to hearing more. That's awesome. Thanks, Aries. That's really cool. And congratulations on your first baby. Yeah, no kidding. Congratulations. That's awesome. Uh, You can always call us 765 382-6961 
and email us, lordsiggerspodcast at gmail.com. And again, we just recently redid our, redid our guild page over at the main website. So if you visit lordsiggerspodcast.com forward slash guild, you can learn all about us. And after you've read, read through it all, if you're interested, download Discord, join our Discord server, and apply by typing slash apply in the Apply to Guild channel. Uh, you can find the show wherever podcasts are free. Wherever, whatever app you're using, where if they're free, we're there. Be sure to subscribe. Make that way you get your content automatically every single week. Cash, where are we on social media? You can find Jibs at Jibs IRL on Twitter. You can find Cash at Lore Seeker Cash, and the Cash is with a K on Twitter. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lore Seekers Cast and at Instagram at Lore Seekers. And right here on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Podcast. There you go. Well, everyone, we hope you have a great week. Stay safe. Stay awesome. And we'll be back next week. Take care. Dilly freaking dilly. Sweet Jesus. Episode 6 Cycles of light and dark flashed like a strobe so frequently it was difficult to get his bearings. It was as if he was suspended in a giant vortex of red and black. Singe was clawing to reach the sides of the whirling tunnel to find a way out, but he couldn't manage to reach it. The ambient sound was a dull roar in his ears as he floated about and he was sure he could hear whispering, but he couldn't quite make out the actual words. It was as if no matter how hard he tried to swim his way through this nothingness, some strange force was keeping him in place, a captive to a blood-red blackness and a whisper he was forced to hear but not understand. Time was not a factor. He had no recollection of past, his future, or his present situation. He felt as if his mind was being squeezed and any attempt at figuring out how to escape this prison in his own consciousness was completely suppressed. So he hung there, motionless, helpless. Then the whispers became louder, loud enough for him to decipher what was being said. She said it over and over again without pause, her voice emerging from the blooded darkness and becoming as clear as the church bells of Daggerfall to Singe. The blood of the mother flows within you. The blood of the mother flows within you. The blood of the mother flows within you. Over and over he heard it. It drowned out all other sounds and he could actually feel the words piercing the very essence of his soul. It wouldn't stop. His mind was being squeezed so tightly he couldn't even attempt to decipher the meaning. He was emotionally, mentally, and physically paralyzed. Knowing he was completely helpless, Singe felt himself stop fighting and gave in to the suppression of his being. He just let it all go. He instantly felt a weight lift from his shoulders. 
He felt a lightness he hadn't felt for quite some time. Now he was unchained. He was free. But in that instant, another voice pierced his consciousness and broke him of a moment of peaceful tranquility. His body shook violently as he returned to his previous state, suspended in the red-soaked blackness of his own oblivion. Singe! Singe! You have to wake up! Singe! Please wake up! Krindar said with deep worry. Singe! And just like that, he awoke. Singe sat up with a burst of energy and looked about with a start, trying to orient himself to this new situation. What? Who? Krindar! What in oblivion happened to this one? Where are we? Singe blurted, clearly confused. Easy, Singe, take it easy, Krindar said quietly, trying to settle Singe's angst. Just rest, friend. But, but where are we, Krindar? How long has this one... Singe, relax now. We're just where we stopped after we got out of that cave. You've been sleeping, Singe, for, for a while now, Krindar reported. Wait, wait, Singe said, eyes wincing from a newfound pounding in his head. How long has this one been asleep, Grindar? Three days, a new voice to the conversation proclaimed. You've been asleep for three days. Lifting and turning his head toward the sound of the stranger, Singe was greeted with nothing but a tall, cloaked figure silhouetted in the brightness of the sunlight behind him. The man... Realizing Singe couldn't see him because of the bright light, knelt down beside him and pulled his hood onto his shoulders so Singe could get a better look. The man looked like a wizard. He had a bald head, a long braided gray beard, and he shot a warm smile at Singe. My name is Cash, the man said with a gentle demeanor. Motioning to Krindar, Cash continued. You've got quite the loyal traveling companion here, friend. He would not leave your side, no matter how hard we tried to get him to rest. And you look quite sick. So we decided to stay on and lend our help. We? Singe questioned. From behind, a new voice spoke. Turns out we were about to explore the same cave as you and Krindar here were in. Then we saw you leaving in a hurry. Pretty much made up our minds about that. The other person said... That's my partner, Jibs. We're treasure hunters, you might say. Just like you, we presumed, Cash joked. Well, I suppose I should formally introduce you to my freshly awakened friend, Jibs and Cash. This is Singe, Prindar said. Well, it's good to meet you finally, Singe. Or should we call you Singe Tail? Jibs chuckled. Ha! Singe tail. I like it, Krindar agreed. Singe tail? Singe repeated with a blank look. Singe had forgotten about nearly burning his tail off during the escape from the cave. He immediately reached back and grabbed for it, swinging it around into his view. The last foot or so of his tail was bandaged tightly with some sort of oil-impregnated dressing. He expected it to hurt, but it didn't. He stared at it for a moment, poked at it, 
seemingly unaware that everyone was watching him. He looked terrified. He slowly started to unravel the bandaging to survey the damage. These two must have some deep medical knowledge, Singe. They offered to help when they found us, and they bandaged you up good, Krindar said. The unraveling of the wounded tail got more frantic as Singe got visibly more concerned. He kept pulling the end of the bandage, lengthening his arm over and over again until the last of the wrapping fell to the ground. But to everyone's surprise, Singetail's wounds had healed faster than anyone could have anticipated. In just three days? As a matter of fact, the skin was wholly intact. No blistering, no skin sloughing, no nothing. Granted, there was no fur left on the last foot or so of his tail, but for the most part, it was healed. By the moon, Singe! How did you heal that quickly? Krindar was confused. What was in that salve you used? Jibs replied, It's a Bosmeri recipe. Trust me, it works wonders. Well, this one can't believe it, Singetail wondered. This one would have expected to be in a lot of pain, but this one feels nothing. Well, Singetail, we're certainly glad you're healing well. But you may be still be running a fever, my new friend, Cash mentioned. Should continue to rest. Yes, you do have a pallor to you, Singe. We should rest for a while longer before we continue on our mission, Krindar said plainly. Great Rajin Krindar, the mission! Where is Thorn? Is he still... Singetail said with excitement before being interrupted. Gone, Singe. He left the camp the next morning. He's got a few days on us now. Our mission is blown, Krindar lamented. Wait, did you say Tharn? Cash's attention was suddenly grabbed by the mention. As in Abner Tharn? Krindar and Singetail slowly looked at each other, realizing their cover was blown. Yes, we were tailing Abner Tharn. He's been up to something and we've been assigned to surveil him. You see... We work for the Mages Guild in Daggerfall, Singetail reported. Cash and Jibs looked at each other for a moment, and then Jibs shrugged his shoulders back at Cash. We're following him too. Jibs and I, and some of the treasure hunters under our employ, received this missive. We were curious, so we decided to go on a little outing, Cash said. Wait, wait, you were following Thar too? And you abandoned your pursuit to stay and help me? Singetail questioned. Yeah, I, I guess we did, Jib smiled. Thank you, my friends. That was unexpected and somewhat unheard of. This one owes you a great debt, Singetail said solemnly. Who you owe is Krindar, Singetail. He was glued to your side day and night. He braved these wiles by himself to find the ingredients we needed for this healing poultice. And he trusted two strangers. He allowed us to stay on with you, Cash mentioned. Singetail looked to Krindar and smiled. Well then, thank you too, my little friend. You are my savior. What would you do now, my new friends, Jibs and Cash? Where will you go from here? Singetail asked. Well, why not stay together? All of us would make a better tracking party than just the two groups split up. But only makes sense since we're following the same High Chancellor. Well, that is if you'll have us, Jib said with a smirk. Of course, we would love to have you along, Krindar exclaimed, 
looking to Singetail, who was nodding a yes motion emphatically. Please, we would be honored, Singetail humbly said. But what of Tharn? He has a three-day lead on us, no? Yes, he does, but from what we could tell since we started tracking him, Tharn is not very good at covering his trail. He should be easy enough to track, I suppose, unless he took way shrines, in which case we'll have to scry, Cash said with a shrug. You're right, Jibs agreed. He shouldn't be too hard to catch. He moves like a one-legged aylet and leaves tracks like one, too. Then it's settled. We're like a band of thieves hunting our quarry, Krindar celebrated. You should be resting, though, Singetail, Cash reminded everyone. Nonsense! This one is right as the rain! Let me pack my belongings and we will be on our way, Singetail insisted. Are you sure, Singe? Krindar asked with concern, then turned to Cash and Jibs for guidance. Of course, my friend. If this one tires, he will request a break. Don't fret. Singetail set everyone's mind at ease. I will go start packing now. Nods of approval all around, Singetail turned toward Jibs and Cash and gave a slight bow of respect, then turned and started toward his belongings. Grindar, not wishing to be apart from his friend, hurried alongside Singetail. Jibs and Cash watched as the two walked away, but couldn't quite make out what the larger Khajiit said when he leaned down and spoke to his Alfie companion. Singetail. Singetail? By the moons, Grindar. This one hopes that name doesn't stick. 